Y'all, what it is, what's poppin', it's your man, Dean Father Muckin Edwards. Welcome to another episode of the Father Muckin Protocol. Where's the music? It's not coming in. There it goes. <laughs> Yo, welcome, welcome to the Father Muckin Protocol, another episode. Big things are going on. We are here live from the uh, All Things Comedy Studios out here in lovely, sunshiny Hollywood, California. And uh, got some special guests. Actually, co-hosting with me uh, is my man. Y'all remember him from the Father Muck and Hugh Moore episodes way back when. That was like some of our earliest episodes. Got my man Hugh Mizzle in the building. What's up, Hugh? What's up? What's up? What's up, Hugh? And uh, yo, y'all have heard me talk about it so so many times y'all have heard me uh tell stories about uh you know my my adventures as playing playing donkey uh in shrek the musical and many other opportunities uh most recently shrek shrek uh storybook adventures in dubai uh which is coming coming soon to all my heads over there in the middle east um i have a have have my special guest shout out to uh, all things comedy network Check out a bunch of our friends' podcasts on the network. Uh, my man Ian Edwards, Sucker Comic Rant, uh, Billy Burr's Monday Morning Podcast, uh, 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 Brian Scalero's, uh, uh, the Brian, is it Brian Scalero Show? Something like that. Uh, the Kira Sultanovich Show, Crab and many Feast more. Rant. Who, who? Crab Grab, I couldn't hear you. Crab Feast? Is that the name of the Crab Oh, uh, Crab Feast. It's Crab Feast? Yeah. yeah. Crab uh, my Feast, boy, yeah. Jay Larson. You know what? I should I should always big up Jay Larson and, and crew because Crab Feast was like one of the first podcasts I think I ever did. And uh, yo, man, um, make sure you subscribe, like, comment, do whatever you got to do on iTunes and such. All right, we're two minutes in, and that's a long intro. But yo, uh, big up my man sitting to my right, yo. He was he is the he is the Shrek to my donkey. Welcome, my man, Steven Glickman in the buildings. Hello and good afternoon. Glick, what up, man? Hey buddy, how are you? I'm cool. I'm cool. For those that don't know, uh Glick, very talented comedic comedian slash actor slash comedic actor slash musical theater junkie, right? I didn't like the things I learned working with this dude. Uh, playing we in learned the things together. Yeah, we yeah, really we learned did. things. We did, together. man. And uh, and and for those of you that that um are either into Nickelodeon or have children that watch Nickelodeon, you'll know him as Gustavo from Big Time Rush. How long was that on? Six years. Six years. Six seasons. Six seasons. I want to get. I want to get into that because after 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 Shrek the musical after we got fired right, right? yes after you feel like the world is, is ending got fired you have a beautiful story about running into a uh, uh, um uh, look, uh, 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 Jeffrey Katzenberg at the at the Nick Award, Nickelodeon Awards, right? Sure. Well, we've him and me have had some interesting run-ins over yeah, the past yeah, few yeah. years, but uh, probably one of the best was at I went to the premiere of Shrek the Musical um, here in Los Angeles. Oh wow! And it was at did the, they invite you? They or invited you, me okay, to that's go, cool. and that's it was cool. at the height of uh, Big, Time Big Time Rush, Rush being on nice, TV. Nice. So I was standing in the lobby signing autographs for all these kids <laughs> at intermission. <laughs> And Katzenberg and David Geffen and Jason Moore and everybody uh-huh. is like standing around talking and they all looked over and saw me and uh, and I just kind of did like a little oh hello. <laughs> Katzenberg came over and he was like hello, uh, he was like hello. Um, 
when he's like, well, it looks like things worked out. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man, absolutely. But it was like, it was definitely one of those things, man. I mean, I have run-ins with people from that show all the time. Yeah. And with other Shreks, like other guys. Oh, that have played Shrek. Yeah, like the guy who played it here in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. We, him and me just went out up against each other all the way for callbacks to play, uh, you know, um, Popeye's Chicken. Yeah, right. love that chicken from Popeye. Hold right. up, are you oh, really the, asking the, a black the, man? The black lady role? You was the, black the black lady, lady role. role. Yeah. It was to play her husband oh, in the man. new commercials. Are you serious? Yeah, they were looking for a fat white guy That's to funny. play her husband. To play and, against, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, completely. All and right. it came down to me and one of the guys who played Bizarro Shrek. Shrek. Bizarro Shrek. Because, and, because you, you to me, you're the first. You I, well, I, I'm, you're, in you're, my mind, I'm the first. Yeah. You know, well, I'm no, like, not in your mind. No, you were Shrek, and then he got it two, three years after yeah. it was on Broadway. So I was you, like the first guy. So it came down to him and me. We're sitting next to each other, and like, it's like, are they gonna go with the original? Or are they going <laughs> with extra spicy? <laughs> like, what's happening here? And they went with him instead okay. of me. And I now the commercials airing, and every oh. time it airs, I'm like. I'm like, you son of a bitch. And I'm friends with him. Like, we know okay. each other. Okay, We're friendly. Cool. But cool. still, I see, you know, it happens all the time, man. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. a, that was like the most, uh, that was like the craziest experience of my life. I think doing, working on Shrek the Musical mm-hmm. with you mm-hmm. in New York is hands down the most insane thing that's ever happened yeah, to me. Yeah, it's the craziest. It was the most bizarre experience. It was bizarre, but it was it was awesome. I mean, oh, it was you know how 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 Hugh how how Steven, and feel free to jump in, Hugh. Hugh is so so full of energy. No, um, <laughs> but anytime you want to interject, um, I think what what I enjoyed about it, and, and we'll get into it uh, a little deeper, was that you and I. I think because we had shared history with friends and and, and family, family, you know, yeah. um, that that it just made Shrek and Donkey like to this day. I still tell people I'm like the reason the show, the, not not the only reason, um, but one of the main reasons the show didn't stay on Broadway was because they got rid of us. Now that now that might sound a wee bit arrogant, <laughs> but right? but honestly, if you build a show, like a te- let's say you built a television right, show right. and you had hilarious funny people with right. great chemistry building the show and right. then right before the TV show was about to air, right. you replaced those two main characters with two fucking random guys that don't know each other. Right, like take any classic that ha- that take any classic show yeah. whether it's whether it's uh, 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 Welcome Back Cotter, Happy On the Days. Family, Happy Days, uh, uh, Laverne and Shirley. Imagine Laverne and Shirley, put it this way. Moesha. Imagine Mo- <laughs> Mo to the, Imagine Laverne and Shirley right before it, it uh, goes to air. Right. Uh, 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 Gary, uh, what's his name? Marshall. Gary Marshall saying... To his daughter. Is that his daughter? No. No, because no, they both. Oh, you know what? Man, I just <laughs> that's Penny Marshall. This Penny Marshall. Recently. This Somebody is, else. That's your friend. Somebody asked if that was his wife. Oh, what? I was like, wow. Is that their brother and sister? Yeah. You know why? You know why um, I always got them got confused, their relationship? Because he's always been old. And back when she was yes. young, I, I know, right? 100%. Back, he's all, like, there's certain people that were never young, right? Like LeBron James, never young looking. Like well, he's Greg always had Oden, old. I would say Greg Oden's. The, Greg Oden's. The oh. king of looking old. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but 
Penny Marshall when she was on Laverne and Shirley. Like now she looks older. That because y'all are friends, I believe, right? You and she, her. I don't know her. But you know, it, yeah. She was on um, Odd Couple before that, right? Yeah, yes, she yeah, was. She yes, she was on Odd Couple before that. Um, she looked younger. So when you saw their names, because I was always, a, were you like this, Glick, uh, a credit head where you would watch the credits of TV shows? Like I think most yeah. people that wound up in television as actors or whatever, ever, you watch the credits because you're always curious who was behind the scenes. So years later, you're like, oh, he's he used to be script supervisor, and then he right. became a, a showrunner, you know? Like Apatow, where right, you see right. his name all right. over these shows back right. in Apatow, the Apatow, Hutchison, uh, Warren Hutchison's a name that I remember seeing on like A Different World, you know? Um, and so Penny Marshall, I was like, oh, that must be his, his daughter <laughs> that he just hooked up because right. she looks so much younger. God forbid they could actually be siblings, you know? Right, yeah. Um, but imagine them casting that show with, with, uh, with, uh, um, just with, two other with, people. With two other people yeah. right, right before him. Or even better, imagine them saying, you know what? The, the two women that played Cagney and Lacey, what yeah, if they hired yeah. them instead? That show wouldn't have had the same yeah. energy. Well, yeah, no. And so that's what happened with our that's show. That's what I happened think. with us. And is that, you know, like, they they did the thing that a lot of Broadway producers mm-hmm. do where they... We need a name. Yeah, well, they take, they take um, you know, they get great actors, mm-hmm. like really funny people to help them build a show right. and right. get it to the right place so that right. way they can pull those people out right. and replace them with... You know, bigger names that they think will help them, like win Tony Awards. And well, because like that. Broadway, mo- what I didn't even know until till working on the show was Broadway is really um, about they have to sell tickets, they have to get people to go. It's, it's 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 similar to the the re- recording industry. The difference being the recording industry, even if a, an album flops and doesn't recoup the money, the the artists can go on tour. And make money. Broadway, if it flops, they're like, all it's, right, that's it. That's it. We ain't we ain't, we're not paying the Barrymore Theater uh, these these hundreds of thousands of dollars to to rent the space and, and not going to be able to afford the overhead. No, completely. Know? And you know, you hear about shows like you know, Book of Mormon's been on Broadway for years and years right. and years. Right. People, it's sold out every single night. Right. People love it. Right. You know, Lion King's been there for yeah. what for ten years, something more, more. longer than yeah, that, longer fifteen than that. years, yeah. something crazy. Uh, you know, and then Hamilton's killing. It right now. Hamilton's like the big thing right, right now. It's doing right. great. Um, but but you then know, everything else. But there are Broadway shows <laughs> that open every year yeah. that run for a week. Yeah, yeah. And then they are gone. Yeah. And Shrek was, uh, Shrek was like the perfect storm of of everything terrible that could possibly happen. Right. So they, we they they have two hilarious comedians right. playing Shrek and Donkey, making each other laugh and right. making the audience Slash laugh. Actors, actors, yeah. Yeah, like man. doing great stuff. Right. Yeah. We're singing. We're having a great time. Our cast is great. Everything's great. And then they pull us out, and they pull out a bunch of other people. Yeah, La- uh, Laquette. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, a Ke- bunch uh, of uh, Keisha. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, amazing people, and they're like yanking people out right. oh, and I know remixing. Keisha. She was on Cosby, right? Keisha Knight Pulley. He's yeah. stupid. <laughs> not, not, Rude, not that Rudy Keisha. played the dragon. <laughs> it was Rudy. Yeah, <laughs> but they change everything around. They change music. They throw out songs that work. Throw they out do, the good they, songs. They throw out beautiful songs. They're throwing things out, right? And then 
The show opens two months after the 2008 stock market crash, yeah. where everything in New York people were dying, poor. You know, people poor. were poor, and it was the most expensive Broadway musical at that point right. in history. I think the budget was 47 million dollars wow. or something like that, which was yeah. uh, 20. 25 million over what had been the biggest show but prior to that which was uh, the producers wow. so which was a, a phenomenal success yeah so new york times published an article saying you know really is this what we need big movie studios coming in doing 40 million where's you know no one has uh 200 a ticket to go see this right now and right. and it ate shit real wow. hard yeah. wow. like it was real bad yeah. and uh and then of course it was beat as the were uh, the the after that the next uh, Broadway flop was uh, Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man. Oh, yeah. It was a hundred hundred and ten yeah. million. Yeah. yeah, which was and I I, I remember hearing that the Spider Man show actually was was a fun ride. I'm well, sure people were getting hurt though. Right? But that Spider-Man but then, fell was, into then the it became like the, the it became leg. like uh, the Poltergeist uh, where they had. The movie Poltergeist. Remember, there was like right. a curse where every every episode of Poltergeist, someone died or, or hurt yeah. themselves. You sure, know? So yeah. Spider Man was the same thing. They they were going through, uh, you know, Spideys and Peter Parkers, and eventually they just. I actually wanted to see because didn't Sting, didn't someone big. You too. you too did the music. Oh, yeah. yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you too did the music uh, for it. I remember the commercials for it. I was like, and you and Spider Man was swinging on his web through the audience. So yeah, sure. It looked. It looked cool. It looked and and but that you know what I think to me that's one of the problems with uh with Broadway. Broadway is very classist, mm-hmm. um because because of cost of tickets, and the av- like the average. American like like new like to me LA New York Chicago Atlanta you have 10 cities and then the rest of America is really middle America that if they see Spider-Man they're like well wow, that's cool like you just said yeah you could just go see Spider-Man right you don't they're, need they're to not, see they're not the New York Times uh critics that are like this is the lowest form of, you know, suddenly they have this pseudo-Euro right. accent for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> and why am I watching? This is not high theater. This is not Shakespeare. Right. This is the one who created this travesty. You know, and and, uh, and that's, that, I mean, I, I, had a, I had a conversation with, um, I think with Larry Morse about that uh, acting coach. And I, I said to him, I said, you know what? I appreciate... Uh, like because he was like Dean, you have you have to go see Hamilton as a as a as a as a black man as an African African American, you have to see it. I was like, yeah, but as a as a human being, I don't feel like spending eight hundred dollars on the ticket. Yeah, I got I got family, and so that that's that's at least you know me and my wife, and then bring the kids. Now I done spent you know mortgage fare to go <laughs> be entertained for two hours, but we're homeless, you know. So. Yeah. I, I have a, I have issues with uh I know I know with Hamilton they do like a lottery where they uh they give out tickets to people that you know the big fans that come out and put their names or in the lottery or something. Oh, they're doing that. So I I can I can I can appreciate the effort, but still I mean I I watched um I, I watched the Grammys this year and they won. They 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 they, they sang. They did did uh I think the opening number. Uh, which which was awesome because as as someone that came up in hip hop watching them 
sort of mix uh, musical theater with rap lyrics and and, and har- harmonics is awesome. It's brilliant, you know, wow. and it's revolutionary for 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 the uh, for the Great White Way. You know, you know I used to sneak into his house as a kid. You used to sneak into whose house? Lin Manuel? Nah, Hamilton. Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton, Alexander, yeah. the president. You have a flux of capa- capacitor? Well, I, I grew up in Harlem. In, okay. Uh, his house. Boom. Yeah. I'm dead serious. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. What? Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a real thing? I, I think that house is still there. Man. Yeah, yeah, it's the Hamilton They house. moved it across the street. So okay. it's in St. Nicholas Park now, I think. I was on 125 in St. Nick. But uh, it was across the street before. Elaborate yeah. to people that don't understand... I, I, he, he's, I, all I know is that he had a house there. Yeah. Like he lived there in, in uh, Hamilton Heights is right. an area. Right. Oh wow. So it wasn't like he York. it wasn't like he was in like Hugh was sneaking in in Hamilton's crib <laughs> while yeah, he no. was while he <laughs> no, was no, taking no, a no, bath no, trying right. to just raid the the ice box. I think he's dead now. He's dead now. Right? I think I think yeah, he's, he's dead. probably dead. He's I, pretty I dead. He, I think yeah. he died. I heard he died. He died. Yeah, he did. Oh <laughs> <laughs> You know what's my favorite part though? Yeah. Honestly, about being in in New York for that whole thing yeah. was uh, I know this is gonna sound real cheesy, but uh, getting to hang out with you mm-hmm. and getting to go nice. to uh, all the comedy clubs and yeah. see everything yeah. like I had never been to any other comedy clubs except for except like the, the comedy store, store and, and, and the improv and stuff. Well, because like you so. came up, you know. Then let's let's get into that. You came up. Um, where are you from originally? Uh, originally from London, Ontario, Canada. London, Ontario, Canada. So. Oh yeah. Then grew up in San Diego, okay. and then I started doing stand up here in Los Angeles about. 13, 14 years ago. Okay, okay. And, uh, you know, started at the Bowling Alley Bar, you know, mm-hmm. out, in, out in Canoga Park. Uh-huh. Tried, tried my best. Uh-huh. And then, you know, made it to uh, the store and became the, you know, the doorman at the store mm-hmm. for a long period of time. Which a lot of people do. A lot yeah. of people have a lot of people have done and continue to do. And then that just becomes a springboard because that's a way in. That's, and that's it is. It end. really was a way in. And it's how I got Shrek. Right. Is because I was there and Eric Marino. Now, uh, the, uh, our a great friend uh-huh. uh, came up and told me about the audition and told me I had to go and and uh, why because he knew that you because yeah, you have like, a musical theater background yeah he knew that I like went to school for musical theater and I'd been hiding it as best as possible mm-hmm. from all the comedians because yeah, they you should. You should yeah because no. <laughs> no because they were already look the comics at the store yeah. at that at that in that period of time right. was like the meanest guys out there. like not they weren't it wasn't like a nice like group well, of guys how could someone tease you for being for- nicer being talented. Oh, I used yeah, yeah. to get shit on. Are you sorry me? for the language. I no, no, do you? Do you? You can I, be yourself. No, but I, I used to get shit on all the time working because it was like PJ Stansberry, who was like the worst comedian on the planet, who would throw lit cigarettes at me while I was answering the phones upstairs. Like, uh, do you Mac, know him? Nah. Mac Lindsay, who used to work there, who would pull his his uh, penis and balls out of his pants and run around the office while I was on the phone, like trying to do work. Yo, so you could like, play piano, but he could pull. His- <laughs> yeah, like they right, just there's no comparison. There's no comparison. <laughs> Jeff, the the piano player at the store, him and me like weren't really cool back then. It was you, weird. He was mad because you could play because I could play piano too, and it was like this we we had this weird thing. What? Now we're friends. Like that now we're crazy. very good friends, and I adore the guy. But it was weird. He got like cool with then. you after you got fired from Shrek. He was like, good. 
Hey, Steven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, hey, that, that guy uh, in La Jolla that plays piano, he's pretty good. I don't know him, but I just. Yeah, no, no, he is good. That guy, I like that guy. But it was weird because, like, I got a job there as a door guy. I mean, I love Jeff Scott. I think he's a great guy. I think, um, but I was, like, playing piano at the store. I was doing stand-up at the store, working the front door and working upstairs and putting shows on at the store. And some people were like, did not like that. Some people thought it was, it was, I was like outstepping my, my boundaries a little but bit. That, that's the one thing I noticed about you even to this day is that you, you're, you're a hustler. Like you, you create your own opportunities yeah. and, and are con- continuously like if, if y'all, what's your, what's your social media? It's crazy. I mean, I'm, I have, uh, I'm at so, Stephen Glickman at on Stephen Twitter. Glickman on Twitter. Stephen with a PH. Yeah, okay. Stephen with a PH. Yeah. Um, and what about your, your uh, Instagram? Instagram? Same thing, Stephen okay. Glickman. Yeah, y'all, y'all make sure you follow him and follow Hughes the Man and follow myself at I am Dean Edwards. I, I, I always love because, because we all oftentimes when we, we, we can't talk as often as we'd like to yeah. we follow each other because you're like okay oh Glick is doing that oh Hugh's doing that you know and I'm always like yo Glick is always remember that NWA song Andre is always into something you're always into something <laughs> dog you were always busy but I but I love that because that inspires me and makes me say oh damn I gotta step step my game I gotta make sure that you know, like when when you got a uh, big time rush, and I'm trying to stay chronological, but I keep bouncing. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, when yeah, you yeah. got big time rush, I said, you know what I dug about what Glick did. Glick was like, all right, you know, I got this opportunity. I'm gonna flip it into my own opportunity. So you start, you created the. Uh, I started the, a clothing company. Clothing company. Oh. because we had no merchandise on the show. Right. So I, I, I had um, when when the contracts were coming down uh-huh. uh, for Big Time Rush, they said uh, my lawyer said, um, uh, "What else do you want in your contract?" Mm-hmm. And I said. Uh, I want my likeness rights. I want my face. Mm. And they were like, <laughs> "That's brilliant, son." Okay. Yeah. And so they asked for my my likeness rights, and Nickelodeon was like, "Who gives a shit about <laughs> Stephen's stupid face?" <laughs> so they let me have it, and then I had an an animator draw my face as a cartoon, uh-huh. and like like a stenciled cartoon, and right. then I made a T shirt with my face on it mm-hmm. that said uh, like my catchphrase from the show, <sighs> but the catchphrase wasn't copywritten by Nickelodeon, <laughs> so they had. No control over it, oh, yeah, yeah. and I started selling T-shirts um, immediately. And Nickelodeon was like, "What the fuck is this?" Right. And they like tried to shut it down, and they couldn't because they had like no pull over it, which was great. Now, did that make it an, an awkward work environment? That's crazy. No, you you I mean, got over on the white man. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, but Coho, hold on. But, but he's he's there. Con- he's considered white I to know, us. <laughs> No, dude. Only that, a little that's, bit. That's amazing, though. It was crazy. I mean, I, you know, I caused some, I caused some mischief over there at that network. Did for did the time uh, I was, there. was was everyone? Did it become a thing where everyone's aware that this is happening? Like your castmates and the producers. Yeah, they, they knew. I was I, I was throwing. Uh, I was I would give T-shirts to the guys on my show <laughs> and be like, Hey, can you wear this shirt? And they'd be like, Yeah, sure, it's cool. And they put it on. I go click click click, and then I would tweet it and oh, post yeah. the pictures. And then uh, the big one. was... Was I took a like a ton of shirts and I sent them as a gift to TMZ, and then I went out in front of uh, Boa Steakhouse and gave it out to the uh-huh. cameramen, and they were like, they put me on the show wearing the shirt, That's and I told them on the show that I'm giving like a percentage of all the profits to like a 
children's bullying thing, which was really yeah, hot yeah, yeah. at the time. Okay. And it made me look like not like an asshole who's just trying to get people to wear my face on their shirt. Well, but what you you did give. But the I money was to I the, did give the money yeah, to so, charity, so, yeah, so it was so cool. Asshole, but it was one of those things like I you know smart businessman. I get I get bored real fast, mm-hmm. not like just doing like one thing, and I'm always trying like and and maybe it's because like a Jamaican. Respects yeah. it. Respects it. That's like why what? you and Ian get along so well. Oh, I love Ian. He's he's the <laughs> best man. Um, when I well, that's what I was gonna say is when I was at the comedy store, and maybe it's just because you know I was like trying to come up so hard, and I wasn't like at the store like. I there was like I couldn't get spots that were more than two minutes long, yeah. so it was like gotta find another way to do this. So I'm at the store, right? And this happens. This is a great story. You'll appreciate this because you know you guys both remember Tommy the booker, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I get a phone call one day when I'm working at the comedy store. This is before Big Time Rush um, and before Shrek. Okay. So I get a phone call, and <laughs> and it's the USMC, the Military yeah, Recruitment shit. Center, in San Diego. And they're like, hey, we're looking for the comedy booker. Uh, is the comedy booker around? I go, yeah, let me write down some information. I write it down. I go, I'll pass it to, to Tommy. And I, I said, I'll pass it to the booker, and I'll have mm-hmm. him get back to you. And they go, that sounds great. Uh, we ha- we'd like to put together a show down here for the troops, and uh, we'd love for you know the booker to get back to us. I go, no problem, no problem. Okay. So I give it to Tommy. I give him the note, mm-hmm. and he um, ignores it. Oh wow! Oh no! Thanks, so, thanks, Tom. A couple days later, I go. They call back. I go. Hey, Tommy, did you call them? And he goes, No, I'll get around to it. I, 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 look, I'm a little busy right now. Okay, mm-hmm. right. And you know how busy he was. You right. know, jerking off him right. or something. Right. I, while, while the other dude was running around with his penis hanging out. Yeah, like, and being you know, people are throwing <laughs> cigarettes at you. So weird. I was like, you know what? Guess what? I'm the booker. So I called the USMC mm. back. I go, Hey. What's up? It's Steven Glickman. I'm the booker here. How can I help you? And they go, well, we would love to have you book a comedy show for us. Our budget is $3,000 per show. And I go, sounds great. Uh, (laughs) Let me help you book that. And I took, uh, I think I took a grand for myself. Mm -hmm. I divided a thousand between the the opener and the middler. And then I gave a thousand to Brian Callen as the headliner. Good, good. Solid comic. it killed down there we had a great time Mm -hmm. and then uh i left to come out and do shrek and i kept the gig going but then i just didn't take as much money oh so so it became it became like an annual or like every couple months yeah it was like every six months i would get it again hey so i had but then slowly it kind of went away right but but still but i got ian uh to headline down there too which was super cool yeah and you know it was one of those things that finding ways of getting opportunities for people that you're a fan of right is something that i'm still doing today and it's still something that gets me like the work that i get to do well which is great. And what was smart about this, and this is like sort of the protocol um, for for newer comics that that are listening, and and comics that that may have been doing this for a long time. Like, bro, you know, you just said some uh, the importance of relationships. You know, building relationships and and not only establishing them, but uh, but continuing to nurture those relationships. Because you and Ian, to this day, we're still very you, good friends. Here's what's funny: you and Ian. Uh, started at different times, so you were looking up to Ian. Absolutely, but because because you had an opportunity with with uh, the uh, the the uh, Marine Corps gig, right? Um, 
that based on a, a, you taking an opportunity, taking taking an opportunity that Tommy almost blew. Right. Right. Uh, you said, well, here, I'm going to I'm going to align this, align myself with comics that I appreciate, that I that I love, that I look up to and also put myself on the show so they can see what I do. Sure. Like I hosted the show. Right. Right. But, you know, like, you, you know, like there are. There are people in this town who get an opportunity like that, and mm-hmm. then they just get greedy, yeah. and you yeah. gotta, you, you that's, yeah. you know, then you lose opportunities yeah. like that. Yeah, so you, so you gotta, you gotta be smart. I, I think that's, I mean, like I said, that I've always uh, commended and admired that about you, man. Thanks, that, man. That you've, uh, you've always made made a way, you know, instead we just, of waiting. We just got to work together recently, him and me. On, um, I have a show that I. I'm one of three show creators on okay. like me and these two other guys, Mike Black, who's okay. a great comic, and uh, John Schnepp, who's mm-hmm. the name. director of Metalocalypse okay. on uh, Cartoon oh, Network. Yeah. Okay. Great guy, Adult Swim guy. Mm-hmm. So the three of us wrote a show, and we um, got it into development at the Jim Henson Company. Is that that was, animated thing? It's a live action thing. Okay. okay. It's, it was animated in the beginning, and then once we got it to Henson, it became okay. like a live action thing. But what was so cool is after we wrote the script, which was like, you know, a long, you know, six months of us writing together, right. they let us hire and bring in like writers, writer, like real writers to like come in and punch up and help us like with our form and stuff. Right, right, right. So I got to hire Ian, which okay. was amazing. Right. Because he came, he came in for like a week and he just crushed the right, shit out of right. it. It was amazing. And we got him and we got Jessica Gao who wrote uh, Silicon Valley. Oh, wow. So we had like okay. the most so. wonderful group of people right. like helping us to be funnier and to figure out our stuff. But it was cool. Like, you know, that was like one of those things like he didn't have to do that. Like he right. didn't have to, you know, come. But once me, again, but... you have a relationship with him now. This, this is years right. This is years after uh, that that original you know military yeah. gig in San Diego, sure, sure, uh, sure yeah. and, and now you guys are real real cool and he and and not only friends but you both can see value in each other and how you can pull him in to to help you and vice versa you know totally so totally that, man that, that's important I so love that what 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 was your first time you know when did you decide yeah you know what this stand up thing is is something I could do oh God. Man, I, <laughs> I like to peel. I peel back. La- I peel back layers, layers. Oh, donkey! Um, it was you know what, man. Um, I I grew up watching stand up and mm-hmm. loving stand up so much as a kid. Who'd you Who'd you admire like when you were when you were a kid? Uh, as a kid, it was uh, Dennis Leary, No Cure for Cancer. Ah, I remember. It was Eddie movie. Murphy, Delirious. Okay. It was. Um, George Carlin, um, Live from New Jersey, I Not think. From New Jersey. Or it was yeah. that or the, yeah, it was the Jersey album mm-hmm. where he's okay. standing in front of the smokestacks, mm-hmm. that one. And uh, Pauly Shore's album. That's that, those were the ones. That's that's why I said as a kid. Sure. And do, do all of those still hold up for you now? God, you know what? I haven't. Man, they're they're real weird now. Oh, and Bobcat Goldthwait's first album was completely insane. Like the but most. But Goldthwait was, a, you know, people people thought because of character, <laughs> but he had funny jokes. That's a great man. impression. Would, would you agree, Hugh? God, he was very funny, terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
His first like special. Like, you could read those jokes. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's what, yeah. You, you don't even, you don't have to hear the voice. Right. His first special was just him drinking tab on stage <laughs> and screaming, <laughs> screaming at the audience and drinking like can after can after can after can. Like, yeah. he drank like 20 cans of tab. Kids, I think for, people used to bring tab to the show. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. For, for those of you who don't know that were born after the new millennium, <laughs> yeah. uh, tab is a nasty soda. <laughs> It causes uh, cancer. That co- was cancer. <laughs> we don't know for real, but it was diet totally. soda. Right? Tab, it was, diet it was soda. a diet yeah. soda. I remember my mother drinking this soda when she was pregnant with my little sister, and I, I would every time I took a <laughs> sip, I, every time she would, I'd go get it for her, and I'd take a sip, and I'd say, "Why do you keep doing this to yourself? It's not going to be better." No, and tab was nasty. It's so bad. Do they still make tab? I doubt it. Yeah, I'm they, gonna I'm gonna say no, but I don't know. Tab it's something like Tab. Uh, uh, what about Sanka? You think they still Sanka? Make Sanka? I, I, they still I bet make you. Sanka. I bet you Do Tab. They? I'm pretty sure. I bet you Tab RC100 Cola Diet Right uh, Diet Right <laughs> Diet <laughs> Right <laughs> and and more uh, cigarettes. Remember those more cigarettes? Oh, yeah. I bet you those are all sold in the Philippines. Oh yeah, man. I bet Dude. you those are all big over over in the in in the Philippines. Wasn't there a brand called Carlton? I think there cigarette? was a Carlton cigarettes. <laughs> and they were all their their angle was they were longer cigarettes and they looked elegant. You know, when I lived in Brooklyn back in like 1999, mm. 98, I used to drink Tropical Fantasy. Tropical Fantasy, Tropical yes, Fantasy? yes. Mm. They sell it at a lot of West Indian uh, restaurants. Yeah. yeah, it would be Tropical Fantasy during the day, mm-hmm. and then at nighttime, King Cobra. King Cobra. What wow. I was what drinking is? at that nighttime. What is? I lived across from the Gowanus Projects for uh Dude, for like that's two uh, years. I, I lived, uh, we probably were neighbors. I, I was... Um, I was like five blocks away from you, uh, across Fourth Avenue. Oh wow! Um, yeah, I was Fourth uh, and Butler. Oh, I was Hoyt and Baltic. Dude, yeah, yeah. I, I know that area. Yeah, I know, I know those projects. That it, yeah. back that back then, that was before. That, that's before the gentrification of. Uh, that's before Ooh. Sex in the City made it cool to move to uh, Brooklyn. Man, did that ever? Why? Well, hold up. Why did you? How did you wind up in the Gowanus <laughs> projects? Well, I lived across. Did you from like the crockers, <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean, was Red Hook. Uh, it was before the internet was like really, really good uh, at like figuring things out. So yeah. I was looking for a place. Me and my girlfriend had broken up, and we were living in Manhattan. And uh, she she lived at 100, 135th okay. between Broadway and Amsterdam in okay. Spanish Harlem, yeah. and it was not a nice uh, place to live. Right. And we got into a big fight, and I had to move. So I was like, I'm gonna move to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna be a rebel. Yeah, I'm gonna get out of here. <laughs> I'm getting. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> so I found a place on Craigslist, and but I, I paid for it before I moved in. I looked at photos of the inside of it. That was it. I didn't never been to the neighborhood. Right. And then I I got there and I was like, holy shit! Right. And then you realize it, it wasn't Craigslist. It was a dude named Craig. <laughs> yeah. It was a very. Hey yo, hey yo, white boy. Hey yo, you, you you the one that called about this apartment, right? <laughs> The first day that I went, I was in Brooklyn. I walked, in, I walked in, in. This is so embarrassing. I walked into the Gowanus Projects, right in the middle of it, and I walked up to these three guys that were standing there, and I was like, uh, "Pardon me, do you guys know where a piano bar is?" <laughs> That's not a joke. And the guy goes, "What the? 
did you say to me? And I said, uh, I'm looking for a, a piano bar. Uh, I'm a piano player by trade, and I'm looking for a place I can tickle the old ivories. And the guy was like, you need to get the fuck out of here, man. And I was like, I'm going to go this way, doodly doo. It was really dangerous. That was nice of him. He was nice. He was very nice. Told me to told me to get get out, get out of there. One guy came up to me, uh, a very large uh, Hispanic gentleman, and I, oh, I said was to him, "Fat Joe." Oh, because <laughs> I said to him, "Terror Squad." Was he I, the big pun of Fat Joe? <laughs> I said, "Excuse me, uh, large man. Do you know where I can get uh, something to eat around here?" And Wait, he, so you asked the biggest dude? The in biggest sight? dude. I was like, "Well, he's gonna know, you know." Right. So I was like, "We speak the same language. <laughs> you like cookies. I like cookies." I was like, "Do you know where I can find like a place to get a little something to eat?" And he said, uh, "He said, how much? Uh, how much money you got, man?" And I go. Um, well, I don't know. And I open my wallet, and he just takes all the cash out of it. <laughs> what? Hand, pulls it out of my wallet and counts it, and he goes, man, you got like 11 bucks. And I was like, I was like, uh, yes, I do. And he goes, okay, man, follow me. And I was like, okay. So I follow him to a little corner, like, bodega <laughs> store. We walk in, and he goes, okay, hey, man, I want, like, um, like two loose cigarettes. And I was like, I don't smoke. And he was like, two loose cigarettes, okay? I want, uh, like, a big, like, turkey sub, okay? Like, make that shit happen, okay? I want, like, a tropical fantasy. Uh, give me some salt and vinegar chips, okay? Give me some Swedish fish and some of them uh, little uh, chocolate cookies, you, you okay? Want, you want salt pepper? You uh, want salt pepper? No, no, it's, yeah, salt and pepper. Salt, salt and pepper, pepper, man, put that shit okay. on there, okay? Uh, how about some mustard? You got mustard? We got mayo. Okay, put mayo. I am, uh, man, don't screw me over, man. Put some mustard on that shit, okay? All right, now... Uh, how much is that gonna be? The guy be, was like, uh, uh, the guy was $11. like, eleven dollars. <laughs> and he goes, okay, here you go. Hands the guy my money, and then he goes, okay, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat this food, but now you know where to shop. Oh, and walked out. Yo. That, that happened on the, the first <laughs> night I was there. <laughs> it was amazing. Funny. I know that 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 bodega on Third Avenue. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I know exactly where he's talking about. <laughs> I had no right oh, to be so where I was. It was definitely that, a, that was. That was that was your lesson, though. He was trying to. He was teaching you like the the, the hard lessons easily. Yeah. He, he, he let you down lightly because he gave you the wallet back. He, he gave just, me the wallet. Just back. Just took the money. He just took the cash out yeah. of my wallet. But I learned a lot living there. Of course. You know. Um, oh, we got a guess. That guy's here with us. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I didn't bring any cash. Yeah, man. Um, I, you know, I, I I wanted to give you the money back, but I know I don't see you no more. I'm such a huge fan. That story it, like makes me story, so man. happy now, and it was so because you because li- you survived because you lived yeah. through it because you didn't die. You know where where I'm everything. I'm glad. Where can I get something to eat? Is not cold for something. Else. <laughs> right, right, right. And he's like, Follow or me. piano bar yeah, yeah, is yeah. not code. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't think piano bar has ever been code for anything though. It, could be, <laughs> it, it will be after this show. Yeah, after exactly. This show. Right. Yeah. No. The big my the big uh, like moment for me there was uh, I went me and me and the girlfriend. She was coming around a lot and mm-hmm. uh, she was very hot. And I'd walk her to the subway and everybody would whistle at her and stuff. You know, right. you know stuff like this. Cause she she was pretty pretty fine at the time. This was back when like women were just wearing the fronts of shirts. Uh, you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Back uh, in the, the late nineties. That big guy's dating her now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably. Hey, my man, let me tell you something. You know, hey, your girl, she good. You know, she let the back out, and I blew the back out. Huh? <laughs> That's so funny. Um, 
You know, we had a I had a thing happen after after we like f- officially finally broke up for uh-huh. reals for reals. Uh-huh. I uh, I woke up in the morning one day and I went to the little corner, you know, store where there's like the steps in front, the little bodega mm-hmm. that has the steps there, mm-hmm. and uh, it was all um, guys from the projects from across the street, mm-hmm. all pretty tough looking guys, My. and um, they were uh, they were black and Latino. they were they were black and Latino. That, guys. that was I, I appreciated how you said that they were pretty, uh, you know. Tough, oh black, <laughs> but they were they were like it was just they were all sitting around. They were like all wearing white Raiders dude. jackets, yeah. Yeah. you know. Um, yeah, yeah, there was no white guys. No, I was no. the only guy. Okay. And so I walk up to go into the store, and they're like, "It's closed for cleaning for like another ten minutes or whatever." Yeah. So I just sat down with all of them on the on the steps, and uh, <laughs> one of the guys goes, uh, "Yo, man, no, you can't, you can't sit here, man." And I was like, "What?" Why not? And he goes, because cop cop gonna roll by. Gonna think he's he's gonna think we're selling you some shit. Mm. And I was like, well, unless you're selling me like bagel and cream cheese, then <laughs> with locks, with locks, then I think we're good. And he was like, and then one of the other guys was like, hey man, I I know you, man. You that guy with that chick. You always come down here with that chick with the big old titties. Uh, and I was like, uh, we just broke up. And they were all like, they oh, all celebrated. Oh, oh, right. And it got real quiet for a couple of seconds. And then one of the guys goes, you can do better than her, man. Uh, and I was like, what? Uh, and then like for the rest of the morning, I just sat with them. We all had breakfast together and it was great. And did you, every- Did you treat? I treated. See, I treated. Did you see how I knew that? Yes. I, I told you. I bought everybody one, bagels. You figured out a way to ingratiate yourself. To guys that you look up to, and then you become part of the crew. 100%. And I would have breakfast with them, or I'd go and, and hang out with them right. almost at, like, at least like four or five to times a week. To where Popo was like, oh, no, that's Glickman. He, his girl broke up. You know the girl with yeah. big dick. Yeah. Don't, don't kill him. He already <laughs> broke up with him. Right, right. can't go any worse. That was nice. I missed that neighborhood. That neighborhood... Uh... That one, that was a cool it's, it's, place to live. It's it's funny because it's probably um, changed a lot though. It's it's definitely definitely. Yeah. I mean the projects are still there, but but now they're they're building you know, building. It's funny projects don't ever get destroyed. They just put up condominiums around them as if you're not supposed to realize that there's projects and a crackhead. Uh, that <laughs> sure that, like <laughs> that. I remember I had I had a, a crackhead rooster every morning. I would hear, yo, Dick! You know, because oh, the dude man. was selling. Oh. They, the, the, the crackheads lived to the left, and the and the uh, dude that sold lived to the right in this brownstone. I lived uh, on Green Avenue in Bed-Stuy between Bedford and Nostrand. And every morning at 6.30 a.m., yo, D! Cause, yo, D! Because you bought something from No, because th- that, no, D was the dealer. Oh, D oh, was shit. the dealer who was the sweetest fella. He would every time I'd come out in the summer, they were barbecuing out in the front. He's oh like, "Yo, my God. man, my man, you you want you want a burger? Nah, I'm good, man. All right, fam, keep doing your thing. I see you. Keep stay funny, fam. I see you. You know." Wow. The neighborhood drug dealer was always the friendly guy. Oh my God. You know he means well. He does. He means well. He just didn't have the same opportunities. You know. Um, That's bananas. <laughs> B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Um, okay, so the first time you're on stage. First time I did stand-up um, was at the Canoga Park Bowling Alley. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there was a comedian there named Dante. Uh, Dante. A, a white uh, white guy. Yeah. White, white Dante. He, he was... he was Because uh, there's black Dante he, in New York. Right, no, but hilarious. that's Dante Nero. Right, uh, that guy's very funny. Yeah. That's Mandingo. But, yeah, Mandingo. Mandingo. He used to be a stripper. What? He was a stripper. Dante you... Nero. He'll tell you. He was, he was a, Dante who has... Uh, 
check out his podcast, the Beige Philip Podcast. Uh, uh, Dante Nero used to be a stripper. He's a he's a large, he is very yellow large. black man that wears a shark tooth in his ear. Um, wow. Yeah. Still? And, uh, yeah, yeah. And oh uh, and Dante, uh, <laughs> Hugh knows him from back in the days uh, because Dante was a stripper named Mandingo. Wow. Right? What a, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. amazing. I didn't go see his show. No, I, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. yeah let's, let's clarify. That's not why Hugh, it's not like Hugh, Hugh, Hugh was uh, in a comedy club. He's like, hey, man. <laughs> I know I you. I reckon, I know your work. Well played. I got a group on and I came on down. Yeah. They, it's they really terrific. They the comedy club, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, Uptown. Uptown yeah. Comedy Club. Uptown yeah, because Capone used to be a stripper. Oh, Capone, uh, Capone, when Capone first, I probably said this on the <laughs> podcast before. Capone, when he first started as a comedian, he used to come on stage uh, at uh, uh, Monty's crib. I think in I Uptown. did see that. He would come on with a with, with a fat dude, which made Capone look skinnier, right? Yeah. Oh my god! And a, a female, two females, one fat female and one skinny female, and they'd all come out. In in you know thongs and 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 underwear and then Capone they would like open with like a dance thing and then Capone would tell jokes while they were on stage. Wow, it was, it was that is bizarre. bizarre. And now he's the gangster comedy. <laughs> oh my god! So we've come a long way. We've come wow, a long we really way. Have. So Dante, so I, uh, yeah, was, was he was, from was running BT Comic View. A lot of people, yeah, I remember. Him sure, yeah. and he was running uh, this bowling alley bar comedy club show, comedy show, mm -hmm. and uh, I was on tour with a horrible musical. That was a terrible, terrible musical mm -hmm. written by. Uh, the uh, the father of our uh, of my cousin mm -hmm. who ended up marrying, marrying our, my friend your right. friend yeah right. the so, father of your cousin that's still your cousin then yeah so it was like my cousin's father so wrote like, a musical like you could have called him Uncle Larry yeah like uncle sort right. of yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. so he he asked me if I'd be in this musical and I went on tour with it it was not a very good musical mm -hmm. it was pretty bad but okay. it, but it was fun I had a great time okay. we ended up in Los Angeles and and staying at the Canoga Park bowling alley okay. uh, next to uh, we were staying at the Best Western that was attached to it okay and our theater that we had land like our show was supposed to start in let's say June mm -hmm. but when we got to the theater the theater had been flooded and there was some sort of problem mm. so the theater was under construction and wouldn't be ready for like a month so we got paid weekly our regular rate mm. but we had nowhere to do a show so we yeah. just stayed in the bar and um no i was just double checking oh okay. sure so we stayed we just stayed we would stay at the hotel and then we'd go into the bar mm -hmm. every night and try to find something to do and there was a comedy night in there and uh and i was like maybe i should like uh, you know, like just watch the show. I'm watching the show. A comic was on stage. I started heckling this mm -hmm. comic uh, because I I thought it was funny and he was really really not very good. So you kind of you. So I was you being kind of an asshole. You like started, I was, try, I was trying to your comedy career as that dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I started it by like giving this guy shit while he was on stage, thinking it was like fun, trying to make my friends laugh. Right. And then the comic that went up after him, this guy Matt Walker, who's been my friend for uh, 12 years now. Lit into I you. know Matt. Walker. He ripped me to pieces Walker, in front of he was on a Walker Texas Ranger <laughs> <laughs> I believe so yeah, I no, believe Matt so Walker. No, he's a funny dude uh, he he tore good, good, into me good. and 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 like killed right and I was like oh shit like 
that was you know, kind of embarrassing, but mm-hmm. also really fun. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to, I want to do that. And so mm-hmm. I asked Dante if I could do stand up the next week. Okay. And I was like, can I do? Can I come try? Which is it? interesting because some people, yeah, having just seen you be that guy that interrupted the show, would say, Nah, man. Well, you know, come back when you learn some manners. But he, he yeah. actually welcomed you to come, come in. Uh... Well, it was one of those <laughs> things where the guy that I was ripping on. Was like doing that thing where he'd go, "Hey, uh, have you guys ever? Uh, do you guys ever? Um, do you guys ever drink uh, glasses of water? Do you guys ever?" <laughs> get, and he'd wait, dumb he'd rhetorical wait. questions, yeah, and waiting for a response, and waiting for a response, uh-huh. and then I'd be like, "I'd be like, uh, no, I am allergic to water," and I would say something stupid. You know, I'd give him <laughs> shit for oh, something is, stupid. I, that is funny. I know, I know who you're talking about. I think a, I do. Poor guy. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. He's retired now, <laughs> out of the business. But it was one of those things. It's I was just if it's the best. same guy, I think he. All right, we'll, we'll talk after. I don't, no, know. no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, he's a great guy. His name's yeah. Sheldon Tuck. No, no, no was. I was thinking of somebody else. <laughs> Yo, no, no, but let me just tell you what's hilarious about that. Hugh was trying not to say who it was just yeah, in yeah, case. Yeah, was. And was like, like oh, his name Sheldon Duck. <laughs> one, one of my dear friends yeah, yeah, yeah. that I ripped to pieces on stage because he had a bad set. Oh, gosh. That's I'm funny. a jackass. Oh, that's uh, I'm funny. a bad person. Uh, so anyways, that so that, that happened. I asked him uh, if I could go up the, the next week, and he said, do you have material? Have you ever done stand-up before? And I said, no, but I've always wanted to do it. I've always liked it, okay. and I've always thought it would be cool. And he was like, well, you have to write material so then I wrote I spent the whole week writing uh, like like a script for oh, myself yeah. like right, on a, right, on a right. computer yeah. and I tried it out on the phone with my ex-girlfriend the and, one in, the one with the tick old bitties in New York yep I wow. called her up I ran it with her You'd on the phone you would have been better off calling off call Fat Joe and the, probably the brothers, <laughs> she, she didn't laugh and she told me that it, she thought it was the stupidest thing she'd ever heard and I was like oh so then it's gonna be great because oh, she okay. has no taste okay and I'm awesome okay. so I went and did the exa- that exact thing uh-huh. and uh and um the first joke was a joke uh, I said uh um I said I I just had sex with a Mormon girl, with a Mormon woman. Mm-hmm. Um, you should never do that. Don't ever have sex with someone who already thinks you're going to hell. Huh. That was the joke. It's mm-hmm. not a great joke. Okay. And I said it. I mean, you know, this is 13 years right. ago. But I said it, and a guy in the audience who was like an old man who was drunk at the bar said, uh, you would never have sex with anybody, you fat, <laughs> flat, ugly piece of shit. So hold up. Terrible. So she what happened, me. what you yeah. did last week got done to you. Yes. Oh. And it got real quiet, and all my friends looked at him, and I said, every time my dad comes to see me perform, nice. this is what he does. Nice. And it killed. Nice. And then I was like, and back into my material. I went back into it, okay. and and then I had like an okay okay set. Okay, that was a good that was a good save. But first time, first time doing stand up wow. got heckled, and wow. that came out of my mouth. So you you got you got you got your slap on the wrist for what you did. That was 100%. that was the, the the universe saying, "Hey, dog, that was that was kind of dicky what you did last 100%. week." Hundred percent. And let's see if you can pull yourself out. You might have a career. I it's really weird, but I'm kind of I know this is gonna sound strange, but I kind of <laughs> have this weird thing in my life with that I know that we're kind of running out of time. No, we're good. We good? We're good. I'm uh I kinda have this weird thing, and I'm sure lots of people feel like this, but uh definitely I have this, mm-hmm. is this thing that is absolute instant karma. 
where mm. almost immediately following me doing something shitty to somebody, right, something right, right. Horrible that is almost perfect or happens to me, or the opposite, where okay. someone does something awful and horrible to me, and then right. almost immediately something horrible and ridiculous uh, that is yeah. very similar happens to them. And it's happened again and again and again. It just happened again the other day. Like, if I owe somebody money mm-hmm. and I'm like holding off because I'm running low on cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I owe them cash. If mm-hmm. if I don't pay them, I will not book a job. Mm. But if I pay them, even though I'm low on money, if I pay them when I'm almost out of cash, you'll get something. I will book. I will literally book something the next day. Damn, it happens damn. every single time. It's that's, so that's, weird. That's actually a nice uh, sort of mechanism to have in your life to keep you doing the right thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. I had uh, the the most ridiculous one of of them all, and I don't want to take too much time. Man, take the, tell your story. We this we have you. we it's have another hour you. and ten. We good. Oh, good. We right. good. You want to hear something totally insane? Let's let's go. <laughs> okay. let's, this is what this is what makes the Father Bucket Protocol fun, man. <sighs> this is such a weird story and tell everybody it. listening is going to think I'm crazy. But this is 100% true. This really happens. So, Hugh, you you How know How many times somebody starts a story with this 100% uh true, you're like, "Oh, here we go." Oh, get get <laughs> right, get strapped in. Uh Hugh, you remember uh there was a girl comedian, uh Australian girl who was hanging out around yeah, 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 yeah. the the store a lot back in the that day? That was that was your girlfriend, right? That was my girlfriend. Yeah. 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 So me and this girl were dating, and um, we were together. She for... was also my girlfriend. I remember. Yeah, she yeah, was... yeah. And Fat Joe. <laughs> and yeah, Fat yeah. Joe's girlfriend. Wow, this project. Yeah. Yes, she really was. Um, so nice of you to share. <laughs> <laughs> so hurt me. <laughs> I I don't mind. You just spread it around, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it ain't so... no fun <laughs> if the homies can have none. <laughs> so. So I'm dating I'm dating this Australian girl and uh we're having a nice time and then after a little while of us seeing each other she turns to me one day and she goes um Stephen I feel like we should not be together and I'm like why why what's going on she goes well the other day I was uh hiking with one of my friends and uh and then I realized that uh dating a fat guy hmm. like Whoa. almost sets like a bad example for people like other fat guys, you know, because then they feel like they don't have to get thin to get an attractive woman, you know? So I feel like I'm setting a bad example by dating you. So I feel like maybe we should break up so that way I'm not setting a bad example anymore. Oh, she cared about all the other fat guys. Right. She was like, I'm setting a bad example for them because I'm giving them unrealistic (laughs) expectations. (laughs) <laughs> that's 100% true. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, that's great. What a horrible thing. We got we get into a huge, huge, big fight. And she goes, Stephen, I mean, and also, I feel like, you know, I feel like uh, I want to have kids, you know? And I want them to, like, be able to go hiking with their father, oh, sh- you know? Oh, sh- and, like, it's not like no. you can't really go hiking up in the mountains because... You're fit, you know, and you get, and we're we're having sex, like we're having. Wait, we're, this is in this the is midst a, of. Uh, no, 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 this is in in the midst oh, of us having sex. Oh, this is I, this is like Steven, we went out. T- hold on, let me turn around and look at you in the eye. I want to tell you something. Yeah, no, no, we were at the improv, and we like she pulled me aside upstairs in that upper uh-huh. area, oh, and was like, you know, talking to me about this, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, you've got to be kidding me! At like we've been club? at a comedy club, and I was I had a show that night, so I was like. 
I, I was doing comedy juice. Guess and I was like, bombed. I know you <laughs> bombed that night. Oh, well, here's so here's what happened is uh, we break up. No, no, it's true. So the, we break up. And uh, she's like, you know, being with someone who's like fit and, fit. you know, and also like it. you're bold also. And like, I feel like Shoot. I want my kids to like have lots of have hair. You know, beautiful hair and be, like, <laughs> and be skinny and, and, skinny and, be able and to hike. You're like, it's not meant to be rude. I think maybe you'd be better suited with like a big girl, you know, like a big girl with a fit ass, you know, like some big fit woman, you know. I'm sure you'll find one. I just not the one for you, you know. So that's how we break up. I go up to do stand up like 10 minutes later. And I'm I go on stage and I'm I'm trying I try to psych myself of up course. for that set because you know, comedy juice is a big show oh, like right. it's always yeah. sold out you always want to kill right, right? Yeah. so I get up there I'm trying to kill I'm trying my best I'm trying to like is bring she in the, the audience she walks into the room and sits down Come in like the man. second row Ugh. and I'm I makes out with the guy sitting <laughs> next right. to her and then Fat Joe finger pop. <laughs> 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 I get distracted, of course. of course, and I go, I go, guys, you know what? I can't do this. Oh, I can't do. I'm not gonna keep doing my set when my girlfriend and me literally just broke up, and everyone goes, oh, and I go, and then she sat down right here in front like a fucking asshole, and it like big laugh. I got a big laugh, nice. and I'm like, I'm like, why are you here? And she goes, just do your jokes, just do your jokes, do it. I'm not. I'm just with my friends. She tried to. She tried to out cute you. She she thought her cute would trump yeah. funny. She's like, it's fun. Like just do your thing. I'm gonna be here with my cute friends. We're gonna have all drinks. Right. And I was like, I'm not doing jokes for you. It was like, here's how this is gonna work, hon. I'm either you, <laughs> either you get up and leave right now, or for the rest of my set, I'm just gonna talk about you. Oh. I'm just gonna just now, uh, talk now about you. Excited. How's that sound? The wow. plot. They, the, the plot thickens. Oh, so she's like, I'm not going anywhere. I, I order drinks. I'm sitting here. So I rip into her real hard, uh-huh. and I said, the 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 thing I said that made her get up and leave is I said, uh, um, the N word. I. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh man! I, oh, Do you remember what you said? Yeah, I said. <laughs> that's so funny. Though. Can it top the N word? It can't. It can't. No, I said. Um, when, I go. I don't. You know. I guess uh, I said she's always trying to lose weight. Um, it doesn't matter, honey. It doesn't matter if you're uh, anorexic or bulimic. If you know how many calories are in semen, you're a whore. <laughs> and it like it killed. Yeah, that's, she that's a... it, she got up, fuck, walked out. Okay. <laughs> We don't we don't speak. I, I then I go back to my material and I have a great rest okay. of my set and it's a lot of fun. They pass you around, you crowd surf. <laughs> like uh, do a lot of high fiving. Um, other people say the N word. Um, no, I'm just kidding. All right, so we finish. We finish. <laughs> I'm Yo, sorry. you the funny nigga, white boy. <laughs> <laughs> we finish the evening. I get home and I have like four missed calls from her. Right. And I'm like, I'm not answering the phone about this. Like, you know, fuck this girl. Right. She keeps leaving me voicemails. I'm just deleting. I'm not I even hope reading. This ends not with even sex. I hope, I hope oh, that it's, it winds up. Yeah. No. no. Um, okay. what was, so here's what happens is, is, uh, she's sending me text messages. I'm not reading anything. I'm just deleting. I'm not looking at nothing. Okay. Right. She keeps calling, not interested. But a month, month and a half later, um, she calls me and I'm like, you know what? I'm feeling okay now. I guess I can talk to her. So I answer the phone. 
down and she's like uh i just want to let you know that uh things have changed a lot mm. and i feel a lot better about who we were oh, and man. i was like, like i love fat guys now. <laughs> yeah she's like the, so what happened was is after the show I, I got home and i was feeling so depressed and said mm. that my alopecia kicked in and all my hair fell out. Oh. All of it. Mm. So I'm bald. And then I had to get cortisone shots mm, in my. So, so. so I gained about 35 pounds. Wow. And I was like, You caught fat and bald from me? You caught fat wow. and bald. And she goes, wow. She goes, that's not cool at all. And I was like, I have, I have to go <laughs> oh, right yeah. now. Oh, and I, uh, I, and then I slept with her one more time. Um, you did? I did. But, but it was the was most. It, was it good? Because you, you had a fat ball fetish. I have, at that right. point, I already had a fat bald fetish. Yeah. So you always wanted yeah. to make it was what I was to yourself. I always did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was like the most bizarre flip flop situation wow. where it was like she broke up with me for being fat and bald, and then within like a like a month, like she was. Wow. She was a like a big fat girl with you know, if with no hair. Forget the protocol early. You should tell that story at church or something. <laughs> Pesticide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the lesson. Treat treat people how you want to be treated, man. Yeah. That's that's uh wow. That's wow. a cra- that's a crazy story. That's you really are the karma. Uh, that's a weird king that's some karma. Right. The king of karma. That's yeah. your super. That's your super. If you were an X Men, they call you King Karma. King Karma. You don't have to keep that story on there. It's a little oh, too. Dude. It might be too. No, weird. this this. I don't. We don't edit none of this. They are hearing all of this. Oh right? my god. They get all of this. So so. Wow. I'm, have you seen her since? Um, like we just you know like we're f- a little more friendly you know, like now. Face- Facebook friends? No, no. Okay. But we just had a weird thing happen. MySpace friends. We're MySpace. still friends on LinkedIn, <laughs> so it's okay. Uh, we just had a, a weird thing happen where, um, and it's been years. It's been like five years mm-hmm. since that happened. Six years, maybe more. Uh, but uh, we just had something weird happen where she called me out of nowhere on um, on Chris- Christmas, the day after Christmas, uh-huh. and was like. You know, I feel like I feel like I thought we were friends. You know, I thought we were like at least back to being friends. But then, you know, last night you see me, you don't even say nothing, you don't say hello or anything. You totally ignored me. I was like, "What are you talking you about?" You didn't recognize her. I was like, well, "I didn't." I was like, "I didn't see you anywhere." And she goes, "Last night at the Chinese restaurant at Genghis Cohen, you <laughs> oh. walked in, you looked right at me, uh, you didn't even say." I said to all my friends, "Hey, look there." There's the guy I used to date. There he is right there. And then you just didn't, you looked right at me and then you kept on walking. It hurt me so bad. It made me feel <laughs> awful. And I was like, I didn't see you in the restaurant. She goes, I was sitting there. I was wearing, um, I was like, uh, you know, I was wearing a, 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 an elf costume, right? I had elf ears on, Christmas tree sunglasses, and I was wearing a little, a blonde wig. And I was like, oh, you were in disguise? Oh, right. Like, what the fuck are you right. talking about? She was like, oh, I didn't think about oh, that. you dressed like Tinkerbell. Yeah, I was like, what? What? I had no idea it was her. Right, right. Yeah, but she well, was, she was, she was very. Then she realized that okay, she was right, in disguise. Right. And, on a side note, can we just uh, give a round of applause to Genghis Cohen, one of the best Chinese the, restaurants? The greatest. It's probably the greatest uh, Chinese is, restaurant in Los Angeles. I think I've been there with both of you. I love that place. At separate, at well, we've separate been times. a bunch of times. Yeah, no, but I'm saying I think I think sure. uh, oh, Stephen yeah. and I uh, went there to 
we we met for lunch there uh, before. I realize I have a problem with Chinese food places uh, now uh-huh. because um, they call if, them Chinese restaurants. Yes, yes, yeah. Chinese restaurants. <laughs> I have a problem with Chinese the Chinese food places. <laughs> Chinese food places. <laughs> I have a problem with Chinese restaurants <laughs> because although if the waiter knows me and knows what I like to order, then I I go too often. I have to leave. Uh, I can't oh, be there yeah, anymore. Gotcha, I'm too fat gotcha. to be right. to be eating Chinese you're food that fat. much. You're fit and you're bold. <laughs> I'm so fit and bold. Fit and bold. <laughs> so she's the stupidest so, thing. So <laughs> hold up. So you 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 uh, how how long between the first time you get on stage and your Shrek audition? Uh oh, that is oh god, five years, five years, something like that, okay. six years, somewhere right. in there, yeah. five six years. Yeah. Um. So last comic didn't have anything. To do last with comic that? happened the same time as Shrek happened. Okay. It was oh, wait. right. It aired. Uh, my episode of, of last comic aired the the day after my first audition were for you Shrek. already were you working for last comic at the nah, time nah, nah, okay i right. just knew that right okay did. that was that was completely insane too because yeah. i was so new at the time right and right, right. they knew that i was new and they knew i didn't have the material to sustain the whole thing but but uh peter um engel engel like really liked me and barry really liked me and everybody over there right. liked me right. and they thought i i had a good story so they pretended like they told me they would pretend like I was going to be uh, moving on, even though I wasn't. Mm-hmm. So they set me up with um, John Reap, okay, who's who been around forever, who ended up winning, who wound up winning. But at the Hollywood Showcase where they had us on stage, they kept cutting back and forth between him and me to, to decide who was going to move on. Oh, like the oh. tension. Yeah, like building. the tension was between us. Yeah. And which clearly, clearly, it was right. not. <laughs> but they made it look like that, and that really helped my my whole career. Really, and it was like I mean, it was ex- I mean, an exciting. You know, like when you're first starting out, too. Any credit that you can yeah, have, yeah. oh my god, is yeah. like you know a key in to the to the next show that you can do. Well, plus because it's just I mean, just an ego boost because you know how many how like you said how many uh great veterans that you possibly looked up to or um that had just been out there and established their comedic voices they you're now in that fraternity with them you know right and right. so it, it and so it's just i mean any any tv credit especially if you're new you're 5 years in if you have have one tv credit in his last comic standing you're like oh i'm I'm up there with that fan. No, I'm just playing. Right. I'm, yeah. But, but I'm up Hilarious. there with, with with some brilliant comics that have uh, you know yeah. gotten gotten some great opportunities. Great you know, like from it. I'm I'm uh, a big. I will never turn down an opportunity if there is a if there's an opportunity to be on a show yeah. or to be a judge on Cupcake Wars. Right. You know, whatever it's it's it is. Screen time. I take it. I'm always time. down. Screen time is 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 key. Was some something I kind of learned later than I should have. Uh, that I've said on on Fun Milk Protocol a number of times that uh, post SNL I was I was uh, I was I was I won't say I was arrogant but I was just I was like, you was well, feeling I, yourself not even you know what it wasn't even feeling myself it was just here I I was on SNL so I shouldn't do. Uh, you were best week, yeah, you, best you, week ever, you, you or or those types of shows, um, talking head shows, and I also had an issue with doing TV shows for free because right. uh, Mel 
uh, Brooks said years ago he he doesn't like award shows because somebody's getting paid a lot of money while they hand out this piece of tin, and if commercials are airing, somebody's making money. So I remember taking that that lesson from him, and then when they were doing a lot of those, I love the '70s, I love the '80s. Comics were doing those shows for free. Yeah, and really? Yeah, oh. yeah. Com- oh, because yeah. I remember they they used to ask my manager would ask, yeah, you want to do those? I'm like. Are they paying anything? It was like, no, but it's great screen time. And it was great screen time, which could help you road-wise, but I was still fresh off SNL, so so that credit still got was getting me road work. Sure, I, just, I, 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 I had an issue with, with giving myself away totally for free. I totally, you know? I'm totally on the same page. With so you, you don't that. like being screwed. <laughs> that's, 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 that's with with no supposed. Vaseline, though. Yeah. Uh, no. So so yeah. You you're do, in the wrong business, baby. I know. Yeah, because yeah. because you you are going <laughs> you are going get, you are going to feel feel that that finger. Yeah. Yeah. With, no. the, with the knuckle. <laughs> my God. You're gonna so feel great. it down to the knuckle. <laughs> my God. It so might amazing. be two fingers. <laughs> that's cool. That leave a gaping hole. That's called gaping. <laughs> It's like vaping with but a G. Let me ask you a question. When that hap- when that horrible, horrible thing happened to Tracy Morgan, mm-hmm. did you take a did you take a, a break from doing Tracy or did you do it? No, I was still uh, no. Um uh It's no. more of a tribute no. then. Yeah, yeah. Um nah, no, I didn't I didn't judge. Really. I was I've never I I remember when I uh when I was doing the first time I did Show Timothy Apollo uh biggie had just biggie died march 9th uh, 97 i was doing showtime at the apollo That's i want to say <laughs> i was doing it like oh maybe february 08 uh and i'm following i'm following this this is who i'm, I'm following ll cool j dmx red man method man doing four three two one right Holy and uh shit. but i'm a hip-hop head so i i just jumped on the wave and i was like i'm doing biggie i remember uh, Glenn B, Glenn mm-hmm. B, uh, he he lives out here now, but back then we're outside of Boston Comedy Club, and I just I never like somebody telling me what I couldn't do because everything I do comes from a a, a good uh, a, a righteous place and not an angry place. Sure, yeah. And so uh, Glenn B is like, yo, you still doing that that uh that Biggie Smalls joke? I was like, yeah. He was like, yo, because I heard they uh they just some somebody tried doing a joke about him in East New York and got beat down. I was like, well, they they must not be funny. I was like, I'm I'm not I'm not changing what I do, um, because it comes from a good place. I, sure. Any impression I do does not come from an angry I hate somebody. If I'm doing you, that means I like you. Absolutely, Tracy. I I love Tracy. So the joke that I do. Now that being said, during the time. Um, when Tracy and and uh, and Harris and Artie and and uh, 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 the road guy Jeff, when they were um, in that accident, it was it was awkward to do, you know. And sometimes what was funny is I because I have I have a bit where I talk about uh, Tracy meeting my my wife for the first time, and um, I would do it. And some people you you definitely felt a difference in sure. the energy of the audience where people were like, oh, but. Tracy does sound like this. Yeah. So it's not like I was I was doing anything hateful. This is how he sounds. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, he sounds over the top. And and people had, you know, I think people also admired because they're like, yo, I mean, he's doing if if he's doing it, he has balls enough to do it. So we're not gonna suddenly be tight about him. Not all the other things, because I was looking at it like this. 
all the other things I've said on stage. I just had a guy come up to me um, outside of Stand Up New York in, in New York uh, City. And I love that place. He came up to me and he said, yeah, man, we saw you a couple of months ago uh, at Gotham. I was headlining Gotham. We saw you at Gotham. And uh, it was interesting because you, you uh, I, and automatically I'm like, damn, did I do, I hope I did something new. He was like, nah, nah, your set was awesome. You did, I've never seen you do that suicide bit that I've been working on. He was like, but but my, my, my girl is Nigerian and she hates when you do that, that thing about Nigerians. And that's, to me, I'm like, in the in the tapestry of, in, of an entire comedy set, if you're going to nitpick this one thing, but you've not had a problem with everything else I might have sure. said or anyone else I might have offended. Forget you. Yeah, I don't care yeah, totally, about you. Totally. You know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, uh, you know, force me out of my game. Yeah, no, you know? completely. No, you know what? When uh, when we were hanging out in New York, you taught me how to do like a Tracy Morgan impression. Oh, did it? <laughs> and and so I, uh, when he was going through that whole time, uh, I wasn't was that making for a sketch show or something. It was for um I, I do yeah it no, was it's for funny. an audition. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was for yeah. an audition. It's I think funny. it was for Mad T V or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. 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 Um I ended good up memory. you do have a good memory. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and by the way, when I did that at Mad T V, uh-huh. they thought I was out of my fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> because they were like, Why would you ever right, do that? Right, 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 right. For an audition. Right. That it doesn't make any sense. It was like that in George W. Bush. I had like three odd three that was characters. Range. You showed range. Yeah, it was terrific. Like, I want to show you range. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not the best, but I can do a couple, but but I ended up making videos uh that are really fun and weird. Yeah. And they're um Do you, you still should, have those? Yeah, I still have them. They're on YouTube. The ones of um of Tracy when he was going through what he was going through. Uh-huh. I made a bunch of videos that are lost commercials of Tracy Morgan doing a Panda Express commercial <laughs> and Tracy Morgan doing um, <laughs> McDonald's commercials and a couple. But it's just, it's the commercial, uh-huh. but like I, I just ripped the commercial down right. off of YouTube, yeah. threw it in my editing, and then I voiced over, like did the oh, voiceover yeah. as Tracy, okay. like as if he was, narr- you know, being gotcha. the, the new voice right, of right. this, you know, company or that company. Right. And, or Pizza Hut. You're on good hands with Allstate. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> oh, you're not gonna get that money. Insurance buy me money. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll be quicker than that. Oh, y'all oh, got. Does that old dude sound like he's nutting? Oh, you got. Oh, you got. Be quicker than that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uncomfortable. It's like that's his version of when Snoop Dogg goes. Oh, 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 ooh, ooh, we like that. Oh, oh, yeah. Snoop yeah. always sound like it feels good. Ooh, 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 like that. Oh, <laughs> now I'm going into sexy voice right oh, now. He's for the best the, for all, all the podcast listeners, all the fun mucking fam. I'm giving you a little sexy voice right now. I do this to make every dude that listens to this feel uncomfortable. For <laughs> 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 and, so and I'm back. All right, uh, all right. So, so, <laughs> so, so, Shrek, you audition for Shrek because I want I, I, I want people to to hear hear here how we wound up meeting sure so you auditioned for shrek in la yeah i auditioned for it here i think i did something like 15 or 16 auditions are you for kidding it. me oh no 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 it was over three months two three months yo of, of i lucked they out just gave it to him oh i know you, you were in you were in, in at all. like flynn man you were right at, you were right in wow 
now. But you know what? The 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 role of Shrek was giving them a prop. Like what you came in, like they were uh, there were there were four works. Like for uh for for those that don't know, um with Broadway before a show goes to Broadway, they workshop it. They have about what three or four workshops. Sure, some uh, readings, some re- some readings, and then the show uh they put the show in Seattle where they they it's those are like rehearsals but with audience uh mm-hmm. members and then when the show's ready they then go into previews in, in Broadway and then the show goes live and uh, for for ticket sales so i did the first two workshops and got fired for the third one because i'm not a musical uh i'm not trained in musical theater i can i can hold a note but i i i don't i wasn't trained to sing to the cheap seats so uh, they 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 uh, got rid of me. They brought in someone else for your, which was your third. You you came in on the third workshop. Yeah, I did the the reading right, uh, and then I did the workshop. Right, 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 right. That, so that yeah, kinda... so the so the third reading, so there were three readings and then the workshop. So the third reading, I was in the first two. You came in on the third. You audition. They relocate you, right? They move me to New York. They move him to New York because they move me from just just so that yeah. I was the. Doorman at the comedy store right. making they moved five dollars an hour. Right. Yeah, right. they moved me to the Gowanus project. <laughs> like, talk about Deja Vu. What am I doing here? Is Fat Joe still here? <laughs> Why is my girl's back still out? <laughs> Yo, pa, I still got your eleven dollars. By that's, the way, we know he's from the Bronx, right? So yeah, you know. right. For anybody listening, case, right? Yeah. Anybody that's like, yeah, don't, Fat Joe ain't even from Brooklyn. We don't, know, don't, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm no. glad. I'm glad you said that because yeah, somebody yeah, would have yeah. actually. Uh, yeah. Fat Joe was born. Bronx River Projects from Soundview. We know. <laughs> I love Fat Joe. Yeah. Fat Joe is skinny. He's medium Joe now. He's lost a lot of he weight. He lost a gang of weight. I know. He didn't want his girl calling him up saying, I don't like fat guys that are bald. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. He's setting a bad example. Right. Right. No longer diabetes Joe. Right. Which is great. Right. Yeah. Good for him. He, he won't lose a foot. Yeah. He can lean back on his other foot. <laughs> oh, my God. See what I did there? Was well done. Well done. Well so done. so you go from $5 an hour. $5 an hour living in Encino with a crackhead and a guy who was like a, he was trying to convert everybody like uh-huh. to some religion. Uh-huh. Like he was yelling about it a lot. And he right. was like a, oh, he was like a, a street, street preacher. Like a sitcom. It does yeah. sound like a sitcom. Yeah, it was kind of insane. The I was living with the, the crackhead and the street, right. the street preacher yeah. and me. And I moved from <laughs> Tune that. Tune this, this, this fall, NBC. <laughs> <laughs> I moved, they moved me from the <laughs> crack house. Walk into a bar. <laughs> they moved me from there to uh, 94. Fifth and Central, Central Park, Park West, West. and it was life changing. I mean, yeah, like right. I walked into this place and I was like, I have my own bathroom. The Jeffersons, he's like the Jeffersons. Yeah, yeah it was crazy. You it were was like the 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 bald, uh, <laughs> fat George Jewish George Jefferson. We've been moving on up. To the side. I was losing my mind in that place. I had the best time. Yeah, so you, great time there. You had everything but a butler. Well, here. Well, you here's what happened. You had a doorman. Yeah. Well, uh, at that place, I I had a doorman, but it was like it was like a nice it was a nice place. But there was, I mean, it was amazing. Right, right. it was huge right. life change. So then I do I do the the reading, mm-hmm. and um, the reading was like you know it was. How, be honest. How how was the donkey? This is before you and I met. How was Dunk? He wasn't funny. He wasn't right. like a funny guy. He could sing though, I bet. He had a nice he had right. a nice singing voice, but he wasn't like 
There was no like Eddie Murphy in it. There was like no, it didn't yeah, there feel was, like you were watching. They should have used both of you. Like, <laughs> serious, <laughs> we just tap serious, each other in. Serious tap donkey, in. tap in. Dramatic donkey <laughs> and comedic donkey. Hilarious. That's funny. <laughs> no, it was like it was a thing. Like it was it was a little funky, but there were some great people in the cast. Uh, Celia Keenan Bolger, who's mm-hmm. a phenomenal actress, who was on Louie last last season. Okay, okay. Um, she was on the show. A lot of great people were on yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah. What's what's a uh, little sh- short? Uh, she's old. She was in uh, the Princess and the Frog. She's always. Jeez, I can't think. Haven of her Burton, maybe. No, oh, no, no, no. Sarah Highland. No, not not no. Sarah Sarah, Sarah Highland. Highland. She's actually on uh, Modern, Modern Family. Family right now. She was on the, in the um, show with us. Yeah, she was. Um, no, she's short, blonde. Oh, she's she's um, not old, but she's older. Oh, I can't. I can't. That she. I'm, I'm not totally she, sure. She she's a like Broadway slash singer head. Like she's always working. Oh, yeah. I there, know. there were. Ch- 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 uh, I forgot the name. Yeah, I can't think of that. Anyways, it was it was super. Like it was really fun and amazing. Uh-huh. Right? And that audition process to get that job is Dude, like sixteen. At what point are you saying to yourself, "I'm sick of auditioning"? Sixteen oh, auditions is a lot. It, it was. It it was not a flip of of that. The the flip was uh, it wasn't like oh my god I can't I really hope I get this part and then man I'm I'm so tired of these callbacks. It wasn't that. Mm-hmm. What happened was is I auditioned on a fluke, thinking there's no way I'm getting this part, and then I did <laughs> ten callbacks or eight callbacks, uh-huh. and around eight to ten callbacks I was like, uh, still. Like there's no way I'm getting this part. Like I didn't, right. I didn't take it any more seriously than I was just getting to meet like cool people. And then yeah. they brought in uh, Janine Tesori and yeah, David, who's Lindsay, a songwriter, uh, and, and Jane, wrote David's Thoroughly the, Modern Millie right, yeah. and David Lindsay Bear, who wrote Lincoln recently right. for right. Steven Spielberg. Right. They had them come in and they were like, "We want you to listen to our opening, the opening song of the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, here it is." And they put the headphones on me. And in that minute of listening to the opening song, I was like, "What's the song?" It was you the big bite, big bright, beautiful world <laughs> song. I was like, I was like, I'm getting this part. Uh-huh. I'm going to fight every single person that right. is up for this. I'm going to, I'm going to use big all song. my. T- I will fight all these bitches right. to the death. And I have had like. I went. I turned. I turned every part of me that's like the warrior part of a mm-hmm. human being mm-hmm. turned on, right, and right. I used every tactic I could in the audition waiting rooms oh, and yeah, shit. Yeah. I was mean. I was funny. <laughs> I I was I was down to fight and like yo, it it, it helped. Was that girl's name Kristen Chenoweth? No, 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 no. She's I'm very probably similar. saying the name. No, that's you said it. Said no, you said it was great. But um, um, it was a no, I'm gonna have to look at look look at her Jennifer name. Jennifer something. Je- oh, no. Jen. Jen Cody. Jen Cody. Cody. Oh Jen my Cody. God. Jen Cody. You know Amy. Uh, Amy, Amy Garcia, Garcia yep. is here in Los Angeles now, working at Jim Henson Studios. Is that right? She's on the show with John Tartaglia. Tartaglia from uh, uh, Avenue Q. And from, the, yeah. Yeah. They uh, they were in the show they were with, in the us show with and, us, and they're uh, they're like down the street. From, oh man, from tell here. them I said what's up. We should go and say hi to them. That, that'd be dope. Yeah. Maybe maybe we can yeah, go. Maybe and video it and post it on YouTube. There we go. Yeah. Got to be viral. So like once I wanted it and I needed it. Do you remember and, any of the song? Oh. Can you can you sing any of it right now? I just I, oh my god, the big bite, beautiful. I just I you know it's funny. I remember the big dude, the second Shrek, because he was a big. He he looked like Bam Bam Bigelow. He he just he was it, huge. He was a huge dude, and he always was sweating on me. <laughs> <laughs> he was a pause. He was always so the sweating. Green, the green. 
makeup was no 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 we weren't in in the in the the readings and in the workshop we didn't i don't even think you put in i did make they they molded and did a a shrek mold for you they did stuff on me right sometimes but for the most part it was without makeup right you remember when we did that uh giant uh hydraulic yes yes. and it it broke and and we fell fell yeah holy shit yeah you have you have uh tony award-winning Two-time Foster, award-winning Sutton Foster falling. I'm like, oh, God, I think it this was is a, not good. It was a hydraulic staircase that, that we had to uh, go you, up. You had to run up, and then it would switch, and it would fall the other way, right. and then oh. you'd have to balance yourself right. back. Right. And in good the core hy- exercise. Yes, yeah. and then the hydro, and it was being spun. Right, the, oh, really? what was right. happening, yeah. and the the hydraulics snapped, and we, we all, all three of us toppled. fell off of it Boom. in the middle Luka. of rehearsal. Yeah. That's like it one was... of those Spider-Man accidents. Yeah, man. Yeah. We were we were cursed. It was cursed. Uh, yeah. in, in, in a world where Broadway is, <laughs> is the final outcome. Um so so you get so you you fight so you you slay everybody. Well, yeah, like the final uh final audition was Jeffrey Katzenberg, mm-hmm. Sam Mendez. Okay. Um, Sam Mendez was one of the producers. Something Street Studios was was his uh, Neil produ- Street Studios. Neil Street yeah. Studios was his company. Yeah, and the, it was a uh, you know, and Sam is one of the greatest. Yeah, he. Did, I mean, he did uh, American and Beauty and, and many more. amazing yeah. stuff. So we had he used to be married to uh, Kate Winslet. Yeah, who 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 we, was who, at who came our to show. the show? Yes, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> and, and and he was like, "Hi, you are brilliant. I'm Kate." We're like, yeah, I know who you are. I know who you are. Oh, are you crazy? We are excited to meet you. <laughs> I'm so happy to see you. So um, we uh, at the final callback. It was it's in New York or L.A. Here in L.A. Okay, it's uh, Jeff Katzenberg, David Geffen, uh, Sam Mendes, Jason Moore, who directed who's the director Pitch Perfect, Pitch Perfect, um, and Tina Tina Fey and Amy Poehler's sisters, sisters and, recently, you know, which, which, which I didn't book, flop. which I which um, I which I auditioned for. I kind of went in like, oh, I got this. Jason and I, he owes and you me. You didn't get it. I didn't get it, man. F- that that's some bullshit i I survived yeah whatever man you're lucky you weren't in that movie because that movie was literally they released it the same day as star wars to to bury it because well you know what i i I honestly when they did that i thought it was i was like this is going to be slick counter programming because everybody's not getting in to see star wars but star wars was like if a movie theater had 11 theaters star wars was in nine of them not to like jump onto this conversation real quick, uh-huh. but uh, they just did the ex- the studios. I believe just mm-hmm. did the exact same thing with Gods of Egypt. You know that movie yeah, yeah, that's yeah. out right now. Yeah. What's the story that everybody knows about that movie? Casting about that movie. Oh yeah, everyone says there's no one of color. There's no one of color right. in that movie. Right. There is people of color in that movie, right. and they sh- they they should wish that they weren't in it right. because it is the worst pile of CGI bad green screen bullshit. They, they CGI is- the people of color. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> they, they did. They did. It is horrendously bad. Did you as see a, it? I went and saw it. Oh, it is wow. a bad. Movie with bad special effects. Well, we the should, trailer we looked, edit looked, that out the podcast that he went to see. It. Oh, <laughs> oh no, no, I love no, bad movies. Okay. I love no, going I to see too. bad movies. I love bad movies. Yeah. I mean, you go to see it and you're like, oh, I I firmly believe uh-huh. that the studio was like they watched the final taping of, of you know fi- final cut right. and they were like, we got to bury this somehow. Like, what are we? What's coming? What's uh, like, Deadpool? Let's hmm? let's just say that <laughs> the movie is so racist for not casting people of color in this right. movie, which it is. In, in it Egypt. is racist for not casting right. people of right. color in the movie. Right. 
but I think that they were like, let's pin it on that right. so that nobody reviews Real, it. Realize and, how bad it really yeah, is. And no right. one says how absolutely right. shitty this right. movie is. Because, right. I mean, it's like Scorpion King, like, oh, really? like bad, <laughs> like where it's where the the CGI characters don't look mm-hmm. real at all and they've right. got oh, these right. awful CGI elephants walking around that don't oh, make it. It's, it's, it's terrible. It's a terrible Elephants terrible are roaring like lions. <laughs> oh, it's embarrassing. <laughs> well, um, okay. But anyways, uh, so, long story short. So you, you, you get the audition. You, you I get the audition. It. It's my... It's my... Uh, and 20th. It's your 20th callback. Yeah. By, by the way, I think Straight Out of Compton should have won everything this year. I, you know what? I think it should have at least... I I, I thought uh, the dude that played Easy E, um, I I thought he was really awesome. But even more than that, uh, be some though. Idris Elba not getting nominated and yeah. they and they considered him best supporting actor because the little boy in the in the movie um was was the lead i heard but, that kid is white oh, it's oh my god yeah. that's hysterical it's just motion capture yeah. it's motion it's capture motion negroes that's <laughs> so oh, messed shoot. up and so but funny. but son it just helped not getting nominated uh for an oscar that's that's a travesty that is a travesty, that's a travesty. i agree you know? and, no. and 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 not to go into because i i my last episode we i i, I you know touched upon the uh the oscars and i thought chris rock did did uh did a great job i thought he was fantastic i think he did a great job considering what he was up against you know the stacy jazz i asked one of the writers the other night i said whose Oof. idea was the stacy dash bit and they said chris it was chris's they said chris it just made him laugh, you know. It's so and so funny. I can appreciate that he said, "You know what? I don't care if nobody else laughs. This is for me." But listen, he, it sounds funny when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But it, it just when you, you know, see it, it's yeah. like, oh, okay. it, yeah. It was a hard one, but it was funny. Was awkward. I know it was very awkward. Was the crickets. Whoa! What was that? Oh you my know, God! It, his his whole thing, his monologue was. He went in. He he held up the mirror, and it's funny because I remember uh, Eddie Murphy. Uh, back in 87, 88, Eddie presented on the Oscars and he said something um, about the lack of diversity. Right. And, you know, the media got up in a hush. And then he, every interview that he went on, specifically like Arsenio, he was like, you know, everybody was uh, coming down on me and saying, you know, um, how how could Eddie Murphy come on the Oscars and say that? He's like, but that's where you say it. He was like, you, you go into their living room. And you hold up the mirror, hundred percent. And he's like, "That'll probably mean I'll never win it, win an Oscar. That was my sacrifice." And, and it's funny now that I think of it, I'm like, "That is interesting, considering uh, that he lost to Alan Arkin for Little Miss Sunshine." Uh, versus uh, Jimmy uh, Early, Jimmy Early James Early in uh, which, Dream Girls, which, which he should have won. He should have won for it. You know, he was amazing. But oh, pe- Alan Arkin was good too. Alan though. Arkin was good. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah, I like I, that I, movie. That yeah, Little yeah. Miss Sunshine is is dope. It's a well, dope movie. Yeah. Uh, Neil Brown Jr., who played DJ Yella in Straight Outta Compton, is uh-huh. my next door neighbor. We Are live. You, oh, we what? share a wall, and I've been friends with him for about four years now. Uh-huh. And watching him get that movie, and watching him go through the process, yeah. and then I went to go watch it. I brought my mom to go see oh, it. Oh, wow, that's dope. And uh, and you your know, your mom like, is cool, man. Shout she's out to she's your mom. a she's a cool she's lady. Really cool. And then seeing like when I went to go see it, immediately I was like, "This is gonna win everything, and it should win every." Like I was so like. It made me so happy that that story was being told, and and more importantly that that it was um 
it was uh, kind of taking it into context and mm-hmm. putting it in context mm-hmm. for people like my mom, who right, who who grew right. up yeah. hearing about the stories, right. you know, through the news, but not knowing why no, there the was truth. riots right. and why right. there were things happening. Right. And it made you know, it it really had a big effect on her right. too. And right. I I thought it was a, a real shame that stuff you, like you, you know, thought it would win. You thought it was going to win. I thought it was going to win a lot of stuff. I thought they would at nah. least. Here's what I thought. I thought they would get nominated for. Um, maybe one or two things. I knew they. I knew they would win like NAACP Image Awards. It was great, yeah. You know, yeah, I, 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 I know other movies that are coming out are gonna go. You know, because Spotlight, uh, The Big Short. You know, that's when when people uh when I, have the argument. Well, go ahead. You you finish. No, nah, it's just when I think Oscars, I think old white people. Right. Right. So yeah. and I could never see them. Right. Liking you right. know. NWA movie. Right. I know. Right. It's just I'm just hopeful. Yeah. That's all. I, I Which think it should be. It's gonna change. It'll but, change but, over yeah. time. We're, we're, I think we're probably like two generations. But it's like, <laughs> oh, but like I, the Danish girl. Two like, generations. Who? I'm thinking two years. No, maybe two years. No, I, I, don't think so. I think at least a generation because the 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 old white guys that are voting, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. not dying in the next two years. No matter how many times you have like a Michael B. Jordan and a Kerry Washington and and uh, Chris Rock, Kevin Hart, or you know you, uh, and, and then also this- uh, respect <laughs> to because because the one thing the one thing I wish Rock had done, I wish he had addressed. Uh, not just black, but just including all races, you know, yeah, including including everyone in the melting pot, including, uh, you know, native uh, people, native, to, you know, indigenous people of, of America, Native Americans, uh, uh, Latinas, uh, 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 Asians, um, just some of everyone. You now you're going to get in trouble for leaving some group out. <laughs> hey man, if y'all listen to For the Muck Protocol, I, I appreciate y'all being For the Muck and Fams, you know. And and I apologize for leaving you out, you know. Enlighten in, in light, in the brother, you know. This this is what they should do. They mm-hmm. for for every old white guy, <laughs> they get a young person of color to, I, to I, vote I, with them. I like that. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, that yeah. is smart. You know that that opens because I mean that's the world we live in now. You know, and let and, them and, fight it out in the room. And, and, I don't, I don't, in, in the octagon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. Well, I'm, I just I'm be cool with the results, whatever. <laughs> as long as there's some, you know. I just I I think what people fail to realize is when when uh, you know people get offended and, and and you know you see like the backlash and people saying, well, it's reverse racism. Are, racism? Are they supposed to just let black people in just on some equal, uh, 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 quota thing? I'm like, no, y'all are missing the bigger picture. It's not, no one is saying give anyone of color an opportunity just based on their race we're saying give you know when people say well they well you have BET awards what what about the white awards well the white awards are the oscars right because <laughs> historically that's who's won and been nominated for everything so all people of color are saying is can we can we get invited to the party as well and if not we're going to create Award shows and which they just did, like I, Russell Simmons. Yeah, just, Russell Simmons just, had, just had his uh, all dev digital uh, award show, and I'm like, you know, that's what you that's what you do. You create create your own spaces if they're not going to sh- show you the proper respect, and then you then you give your your um, your award shows the same validity as the uh, pre the ex- award shows that existed already. Yeah. You know. I know it's a tricky it's a tricky thing because you know this especially in this town they're always trying to use they you know 
they use whatever they can to get you know the you know to get people to come yeah. buy tickets right. and or or to not buy tickets right. you know it's like a really it's such a screwy place well i may i'm look the the people the producers uh, of of the uh, oscars loved all the controversy because that guaranteed people were paying attention whether people wanted to support it or not they were like well you're talking about us so we're winning you know right and so so for them is win i i'm i'm actually curious uh the what numbers, the ratings yeah were, were the numbers i think they up? were Average. Yeah, same, I don't think same. it was exceptional. Okay, I thought he did a great job. I, I think he Chris did. was yeah. so funny. The fact that he hold up, the fact that they he came up and then ended, and then ended with "Fight the Power" playing in the background was was brilliant. Yeah. You know, I thought that that was Jada dope, stuff yeah. was so funny. Uh, I saw him do that shit at the comedy store, oh, and yeah? I was like, and he said, "I'm not doing this at the Oscars," yeah, yeah. and then he did it. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Well, if it's funny, it's funny, man. If it's funny, it's funny. And I, I like that it, he was like, "Look, I'm equal opportunity. I'm going in on everybody because look, Jada, Jada." Would you have been kicking up dirt if if Will had been nominated? Probably not. Probably. You know, so they, <laughs> That's these are these are rich folks folk problems that you're asking. You know, people that could give a damn about the Oscars. Meanwhile, people in Flint need clean water. Right, Flint, Michigan need clean water. So you asking us, the layperson, no, don't support the Oscars because my husband didn't get nominated. You know, people going to take issue with that. So yeah. I appreciate Rock and and I I I, I dig Jada Pinkett Smith. You know, um, I like to sense a different world you know right. I, 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 I'm one of the people that says the Fresh Prince people don't realize how lyrically talented uh, the Fresh Prince was because back in, remember the new music seminar uh, yeah, session him and Jazzy that. Jeff a lot of people don't even remember that but I, I've all I've been a big fan of Will Smith for years. You know, sure. I didn't he's see, a great guy, very nice guy. Seems like a nice dude, giving. You know, uh, has pulled up. You know, Ch Charlie Ma Charlie Mack is still <laughs> coming out the limo. <laughs> you know, and so um, big up, big up them. But Rock had to go in at them too. So why not? Yeah, you know, you know? he's a funny dude, man. Holy why crap! Um, that being said, yeah. so you got hired. Well, you, I well, remember yeah. you worked with uh, you worked with some big time. You, I remember you telling me, yeah, man, I I went to this acting coach's uh, class in like Halle Berry or some some big. Oh yeah, they put me they put me in. Oh well, this wait real quick. This is just I you know I don't want to drag the story out watch, for a million years. Best story right here. Oh watch. my god, it's, no, it's <laughs> not even. Sorry. They're all his best. All right, yeah, so yeah, at know, the. <laughs> At the uh, final audition for Shrek, and I, I was really fighting for that job, right? Okay. So the final audition, they have me sitting in the waiting room, and mm -hmm. it's me, um, uh, this guy, I, be I believe this guy, Dan, I'm, I might be wrong, but I'm almost 100% sure, mm -hmm. uh, Dan Fogler, okay. who is a very yeah. famous actor yeah. now, yeah. and another guy. And Dan had won um, an, an, a Tony Award for... Uh, uh, the, the Putnam Spelling Bee or something yeah, like this, yeah. right? And then this other, some other guy. So they they had video camera. Uh, the guys from DreamWorks had a video camera, and they went one at a time and mm -hmm. asked us, you know, how we felt about our chances or mm -hmm. how we felt about the opportunity, or whatever. Right. And they start with the first guy, and they go, "How do you feel about you know being uh, being up for a role like this?" And he goes, "Do you have to do it in the voice?" No, no, no. The guy, the first guy goes, you know, I feel like I'm, uh, feel pretty good about it. I mean, you know, I was on Broadway a couple of years ago. I did a great job. The, the you know, I was, I was uh, nominated for a Tony Award. Uh, and I, and I feel like I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm really, this is my time to shine. You know, I feel like that's what's happening. 
And they go, okay, great. And uh, Dan, how do you feel? How do you feel about your uh, your your gig here? You know, getting this job and uh, you know, I mean, being up for this job. And he and Dan goes. Uh, well, you know, I uh, definitely, I mean, I want a Tony Award. I was going to say, he just set him up for a slam right. dunk. He goes, I want a Tony Award. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm, uh, I'm very, you know, I feel like this is, uh, uh, the perfect role for me. And I feel like I'm, I'm really excited about it. It's not like I just walked in off the street, you know, I'm not just some random guy, <laughs> but I, I really feel like this is like my time to shine, you know? And then they go, Stephen, how do you feel about your competition? And I go, oh, for them to be my competition, they'd have to be good. Oh, uh, that's the And comic. they're right here that's next to me. Though. And they just shut down. I could just feel them shut down. And then I went in <laughs> and I did my audition and I got it in the room. Uh, good. And it was like amazing, right? Comedians yeah. went in the room, man. I was like, we, man, we, you, you know, want to mess with that. me? I'm messing with you. Right. right. Okay. So <laughs> I go to New York. We do the, I do the reading. Uh, after the reading, they they set me up with an acting coach here in Los Angeles named uh, Eilina, uh Ivana Ivana Chubbick. Okay. All right, okay. big famous acting coach, and she's coaching. Uh, before me, she's coaching Paris Hilton, and after me, she's coaching the cast of uh, Angel or whatever right. TV. It was uh, no Bones, the, the show Bones. Bones. Bones so it's like those guys after me. Every time I come in, it's like Halle Berry's there, you know, somewhat Charlize Theron's there. It's like she's we're doing it in her house. We're doing this, and uh, she's a real trip. What, and what's she, her name? One more time, for uh, Ivana Chubbick Ivana is her Chubbuck. name, and yeah, she would not let me into her house until I read her book. She told me I had to buy her book Does and she read have it. Does she have an accent? Uh, no. She seems like she should. She was very intense, though. Okay. She was, uh, you know. She calls you Steven? Yeah. I bet you. I came in one time after having a, like a root canal, and I had Vicodin. Uh -huh. And I go, I got to take one of these Vicodins. And she goes, well, don't just don't just say that. You have to pass it around. Oh, like, she was a real <laughs> trippy yeah. lady. But she got in my head. Mm -hmm. Like, she was a great acting coach. And okay. then it came time for the workshop. So they fly me back to New York right. to do the workshop. to, And it's to meet with all the guys that are up for the role of Donkey. Right. And uh, they had a, a couple guys come in, and I, I read with them, and everybody was like, they were good. Mm -hmm. And then Dean walks in, and I we, recognized we him. Both, we both, that's, I, I, I love that moment because Ian, his, his comes full circle. Ian Edwards. Ian Edwards had said to me, oh, yo, dude, you know what? Um, this real cool dude, uh, Stephen Glickman, he used to work the door at uh, the comedy store. He's Shrek in that show. Didn't you say you were done? I was like, yeah, but I got fired. But now they, they're having me uh, re-audition. And then, uh, that, so I walk in right. saying, but you you knew. Now, here's a, we didn't say it earlier. Uh, Y'all have heard me say uh, my, my writing partner and good friend, from SNL was uh, Max Brooks, right? Mel Brooks, Mel son. Brooks's son, uh, Who, Max, Mel and Anne Bancroft's son. Yeah, and uh, and I don't. I, maybe Max might have also said to me, or did or did you tell me? Yeah, I. So Max Brooks, right. Mel's son, is married to my cousin. Right. So I'm I I'm I see Max yeah, and Mel, family. and yeah. you know we're all family and stuff. So uh, what ended up happening was is I walk in and he's like. Somehow, yeah, I, I I walked in. I was like, Ian Edwards. Uh, Ian Edwards said you're awesome. You were like, Max Brooks says like, you're Max awesome. Max said you're awesome. Awesome. <laughs> and then and then like, we just hit we it clicked. off, and we we're like, Where are you performing? And you're like, I'm going to do this show. Right, and yeah. I was.
was like, well, I just did, uh, I got to perform at Caroline's the right. other night for the first time. We are like, oh, we're going to be so, best friends. So we we're hit it off. We hit it off. Before I before they called me in. Right. So then I go bad. in. So we go in and then we chemistry, just yeah. fucking chemistry killed it together. Awesome. Like we yeah. walked in that room yeah, and was, everyone was, nice. was like, well, this is the show yeah, right yeah. here. I mean, this is, these it are was, the guys. It was, it was you dope, know, It was amazing. That was, that was. Because and it was what it was about four or five months, about four, uh, like from from midsummer till December, and he's in New York, so I'm like, oh no, I got a buddy. Yeah. So, oh yeah. So because because so, when you're doing the workshop, it's it's daily. It's like you're going every day. Well, when they moved me back for the workshop, they moved me to Fifty First and Fifth Avenue, overlooking Central Park, next, uh, literally attached to the Plaza Hotel, mm. with a doorman. And cleaning service, and it was the biggest place. And and I lay, I would lay in the bed, and I was sleeping, you know, in the in the nude, right? Yeah, and I'd wake up that. in the I wake up in the morning, and I'd look out the window, and there'd be cleaning guys cleaning the windows <laughs> on one of those things. I was like, ah, oh, the man out the window. I was a freak. I would lose, I was oh, losing shit. my mind. And we would have the whole cast. Everyone would come over to. to oh, you to would my freak place. out because there's men. In the I would room. freak out because right. I'm naked, and, and they would men, freak out because. Because they'd naked, seen yeah. my balls. And yeah. Oh, no, siento. You know. <laughs> it was very uncomfortable. <laughs> Man, it was, so, it was such, it was it such was, a good time. Was, and then you would be running around to do, like, Comic Strip Live and to go do yeah, so I was like, Let's roll. shows. So I'd go with yeah. them, and we'd just drive around. And it was, like, it was so much fun. Like, it yeah. completely changed. And and even, like, you even showed me, like, where to shop, like, where to buy yeah, clothes yeah. and, you know, stuff. So it was great, man. Well, he's my friend, so I was like, I wanted I wanted him to make sure he got the right New York yeah, experience. You, you and, and, and Treat them like they did at Gowanus. Right, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, right, right. Exactly. You know. <laughs> remember uh, that the, the <laughs> <laughs> that Well, when I, we went to, uh, I think it was Champs or what was the uh, either Champs or Models. Models. So we went to Models yeah. and I bought a sweater that had like big like pow you know like weird. Averex or some big <laughs> some logo. big crazy logo right. on it right he was and, like uh, Eddie and uh, Arsenio when they right 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 when they moved coming to America 100 I mean we're talking like, <laughs> like we gotta get you camouflage oh yeah. and then, literally literally so it was like that kind of thing right right that sweater when I came back to LA went in my trunk because mm-hmm. it's hot here right and it stayed in my trunk until mm-hmm. I auditioned for big time rush and wow. was at Paramount across the street from here. And I wore a T-shirt because I thought I was auditioning for a voiceover job. And then when I got there, they are like, no, it's you're playing a record producer. And I was like, everyone was in suits. And I was like, I don't have a suit. And I went out to my car to open the trunk to see if there was a suit jacket. And there was that sweater. There, there I pulled are, it out. Look at that. And I threw the sweater on. Yeah. And I walked in. And I played it like that. And I, I got the part. Your, the, your karma, co- there, there are no coincidences. There are huh? no coincidences. I, I never knew that. And now I'm glad. That I took him to Models. Yeah, it, uh-huh. it, it changed my whole gotta life. Go to gotta, gotta go to Moles. Gotta go to Moles. I went back there the last time I was in To Models? Yeah. You got it. That's like going to the Apollo Theater and rubbing the the, the oh, log, man. Yeah. You gotta you gotta go and remind. We don't have a, a a lot of time, but man, it's been awesome. Steven and I, we both got fired uh, after we put the show up. Uh, I've told people on the show before that you called me around New Year's Eve. And told me, yeah, dude, they they fired me, and I was like, I like, dude, it'll be all right. I was like, look, they'll probably fire me too. And you were like, no, nah, you were on Saturday Night Live. They never. I was like, well, they fired me before, so it make it really awkward. And I, it was I, like, I ding, told, ding, call waiting. No, well, here's no. This, they called me the next. No, because then Janine's husband had a stroke. 
Oh, shit. Remember Michael had a stroke? Yeah. You called me and told me. I was in Kansas City, so I called our stage manager. I think his name was Peter. Peter. Right? Peter. I called him like, yo, dude, man, I'm sorry to hear that, man. It's, you know, this is tragic. He's like, yeah, baby. You know, he speaks that old school Hollywood mm-hmm. Broadway. He's like, yeah, baby, you know, these things happen and uh, you'll be okay. Don't even sweat it. I was like, yeah, man, I just hope everyone's all right. He was like, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, this, this is just part of the business. And I'm, uh, I'm like, wait, huh? He's like, uh, wait, what? Uh, He's talking about. What are you calling? Calling about? I said, I said, I said, oh. He was like, oh wait, did did anybody tell you? I was like, I think you just did. (laughs) Holy shit, are you serious? That's how I found out I wasn't in the show anymore. You know, um, but but I, you know, here's what's funny about you and I. Very similar. We both have a bed. We have a problem reading the audition notes because I thought. Shrek was for for an audio book, so I didn't go in prepared. I BS'd my way through the audition as well, you yeah. know, where I I just, I didn't have a song. I sang Happy Birthday and then walked out of there with uh with the original music, so. You can sing, too. Um, I, you know what, with with proper training, like I worked with a speech pathologist on the, on the, when we were working on the show to help me, and, and my, my vocals did definitely get, I, I felt comfortable to sing alongside you and Sutton and the rest of the uh, the brilliant cast, but it was great. And I, I say, you know, I've said it before, but I was very happy because I know I I was more, I think I was crushed that you were um, cut from the show because I felt like you were so perfect, um, you know, for it. And they they uprooted you. Like I said, I lived in Brooklyn, so I I was like, well, you know, I've been a comic. I've always felt looked at things like, well, I'm a comic before. I'll be a comic after, so I'm not. But I was like, damn, they uprooted him and then fired him. And but everything happens for a reason. Because how long was it before you got big time rush? Six months. Six months. Between. So yeah. so look, it, you know, everything works out for the best. If isn't if you've learned nothing from this this episode, boys and girls. Uh, you know, things just keep your head up, keep grinding, and, and yeah. keep working hard, and and, you, and, and your also, opportunities come. And also, like, enjoy the opportunities, like for what they are. Exactly. Enjoy exactly. it in the moment. Enjoy, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the ride. You know, yeah, people who get pilots the all the time, and yeah. they do the pilot, and yeah. then it doesn't go to series. Right. But if you enjoy the pilot, and you you do the best you can enjoy with the it. Moment, that's you like know. me. Every year, I do a new pilot. Boom. Boom. Yeah. yeah, that's real talk. But no, um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but you do write, you write on a lot of you always yeah, are writing. You work man. a lot, man. You work a lot. Um, what what do you, do you have anything before we have like sure two sure left. sure what no no have? real quick um no. you know if you're in Los Angeles uh come March 19th to the nighttime show in uh, at the Hollywood Improv Melrose Improv okay. um yeah we'll we'll discuss uh yeah afterwards. I might be on that show. Oh God! I be... might uh, be on that show. We shall see. You and know? That, yeah, or if you're in town in April, uh, the 23rd is uh, is the nighttime show again. So it's a show that I host, and it's super fun and uh, really crazy. And um, you know, aside from that, just follow me. Twitter is at Stephen Glickman, S T E P H E N Glickman, or Instagram. Same thing. Okay, Hugh. What do you have? Anything coming up, or where people should oh, check no- you out? Nothing I can talk about. Okay, that means that means some something is a uh, is. A brewing, <laughs> <laughs> something big is a brewing. I uh, 
for everybody that knows, I actually <laughs> came out here a little early, so I'll keep y'all posted on the next couple of episodes. I think I mentioned last last episode that, you know, some things are in the works, but um, same thing. Things are brewing, and, and we'll keep you all posted, yo. Uh, next episode, you know what? I, I told y'all, when I'm in L.A., I, I want to make sure I get, like, some of my, my good friends to come through. A lot of people that have been requesting to come through, which I'm happy about. I'm glad I got Glickman on mine. And hope to do. What's the name? You have a podcast. Oh yeah, uh, the podcast is uh, the nighttime show. Podcast. Is the nighttime and show. And we're actually taping our first episode this evening with Max Brooks. Okay, boom. So y'all check How out that episode that? with with friend to the show and friend of uh, all of us. Uh, our man Max Brooks. Um, go shout check out, out Max. Shout out to Max. Uh, go go buy a copy of World War Z, uh, the book, and read it. is is a brilliant book. Aaron is nodding. He's read it. It's it's awesome. You can catch me in the audio book version of that by the way Amazing. and uh and yo man um you know keep subscribing keep liking keep commenting this is the father mucking protocol uh big shout out to everybody that listened the father mucking fam two fingers is dean edwards peace <laughs>